0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Yo.
1: It's what what Will, fill in Reg, trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void, three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice. Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between, yeah, it's all that. And we're down with Fightful Better Fallback, coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat. No need to double check, these are all facts, you're listening to us talk raps. You're listening to us talk raps. will fill and reg. Yeah, we're graps a d here to talk raps. Yeah, we're graps a d here to talk raps. And we are here.
2: It's Saturday. It's also basketball season. It's
1: all oh bad. come on! <laughs> That's how we start, This how we go on this get Mister Guy.
2: Look, I am not I probably not going to get to do this much this season because I know what that was looking like. I know yeah. what was a I look, the They can't
1: do that, that four times in a row. There's it no was, way that It was they looking real
3: scary was that
1: 903.
2: I know. I I said, look, okay. I said to my wife, we're watching and she's like, "Ah, oh, we're up, we're comfortable." And I looked at her and I said, "We we were up by 9 at that point." And I said, "Look, Steph Curry is going to hit three back-to-back threes and we're going to be in that overtime. I don't feel confident in this at all. And then, uh, he hit two. Once he hit two back-to-back threes, I looked at it and I said, Hey, I, I don't feel comfortable with any lead with Steph Curry out there. Uh, just when he starts cooking those threes and then sure enough, what there was a minute left to go in the fourth. And of course, We're talking about the Nuggets versus the Warriors, in case you don't know. But uh, with a minute left to go, Nuggets were up by 10. With 16 seconds to go, it was cut to
3: one. And they ultimately (laughs) ended up... Jokish, don't get that outlet pass. Might be a different game, buddy. I know, right? (laughs) That pass made
1: all the difference. What's the young homie's name on the uh the Nuggets? Uh, Bones, is that his name? Yeah,
3: yeah, Bones Highland. Yeah, Young boy was cooking out oh, there, Bones, though. Bones Highland does not sound like a real name. Yeah, like, that's a crazy-ass like name. It sounds like a computer-generated name for <laughs> for, uh, for a basketball player. But no, he wasn't getting the shit off. Uh, no, nah, but I have no complaints. Come on, Bulls are Bulls are one and one We eked out a win. We were not supposed to get over to Miami Heat in the opener, so... Yeah, he's hey. not looking too good out there themselves, man. No, Nuggets not. are one and
2: one. Nuggets got a back to back though because they're playing. Uh, are we tonight. all one and one?
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, yep. And Nuggets play tonight against Oklahoma City. I might go. I don't know. Oh, that's but, what's up. Um, we it's in the cards see. possibly. Yeah, it's in the cards, and then because that's our home opener, and then we've got the Lakers on Wednesday. Uh, mm. That should be fun. That one's sold out. Super fun. Yeah. i don't think i'm gonna get the uh
1: the raw debacle all over again right wasn't it la and denver (laughs) that one time
2: yeah yep 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 that uh you know i I had tickets to that raw too of course but at the same time like as a huge nuggets fan i'm like how could i be against the idea of the nuggets making it to the uh western conference finals right you can't yeah Yeah, not for (laughs) wrestling yeah i'm like yeah i lost out on raw but they made it to the Western Conference Finals. How can mm-hmm. I be mad about that? Of course, they
3: lost. Yeah. So, in oh, hindsight. Two, two-time MVP, Jokic, as mm-hmm. well. So, got something to brag about. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Be I mean, that, like, too. when
1: he get that, when he when he running,
3: yo, get out the way. No, get that, that pass was way. crazy last night. Like, that definitely saved their game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey, welcome to Grabsody.
2: Saturday, October 22nd. I'm Will Washington. Phillip Lindsay's also here.
3: I'm here, I mean, if you can't tell, basketball's back. Why were you, Why are you talking about Russell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what it is. Look, and as, as also a football fan
2: who is a fan of the Broncos, I uh, have a lot of sadness in my heart, so I'm really we, happy that the Broncos— We don't, we don't talk football, about football in this household. <laughs> <So> the fact <laughs> that basketball is back has uh, at yeah. least has me not thinking about Russell Wilson. Uh, every once in a while, and basketball being back has everybody dunking on Russell Westbrook now instead. Oh so, my god!
1: <laughs> when he airballed the other day, I laughed for five straight minutes, legit, because I knew Twitter was gonna tell me, like, "This man cannot catch a break." Not, I swear to God.
3: Not yeah. Rush playing really good defense on Kawhi the other night, and still getting blamed for the loss. I was yeah, like, <laughs> sorry to see it, man. He had like five steals too, but he had no points. So <laughs> yeah, that's what they look at. Righteous Reg is also here. Oh,
1: it's your boy. I'm in the building, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Saturday morning, back at home, not on vacation. Shout out to uh, the home of Full Gear this year, New Jersey, for absolutely no reason at all. And uh, yeah, it's your boy, Righteous Reg. I'm super excited to be here. What? Basketball season is back. What? Shout out to- What were you to- doing on vacation, by the way? Were you Were you doing a little tweeting
4: on vacation? Oh
1: my God. I'm so- <laughs> Luckily- honestly Phil. luckily i was on vacation because after Graph city last week actually that's funny because i tweeted the tweet right as as Graf city was ending i was like let me get this shit off and then whew, <laughs> people were not happy no
2: i learned
1: the i'm starting to sense one. a pattern here
2: yeah I, I mean we're we're all learning uh, the the Bray Wyatt fans are, are back and in full force. By the way, I just want to point out really quick one of the things that's going to irritate me throughout this show, and I'm really sorry. Uh, but so for those watching the video here, as you can see, my light's a little flickery. Mm-hmm. That's not something with my camera. That is this light bulb right here. Is like flickering, so I feel like I'm in a crack house right now. Like, I it's thought just you were that... trying to
1: get your spooky season shit off because it's Halloween. <laughs> no, I'm I... like, oh, now he got the little strobe light going on. Get Not an in intentional
2: off. strobe light. I have one of my LEDs. This one seems to have, uh, seems to be malfunctioning a little bit and it's flickering a whole bunch. Might drive me nuts because I'm seeing just flickering light all the time. <laughs> anyway, the yeah, Bray Wyatt. So, I'm learning now, you know, what shout out to one Brandon Thurston who tweeted yesterday that he said, Bray Wyatt, he says, I finally understand. Bray Wyatt is the Taylor Swift of WWE. His mentions <laughs> lit up and, uh, I talked to him about it this morning. I just, we exchanged a brief message, but everybody proved his point right (laughs) i mean did Did they though because denise doesn't like bray um more so it's not so much that it's the same fans it's that if you don't feel he's the best thing in the world Mm -hmm. there or he he has got a rabid base and that's the funny thing about
1: this whole thing is i never once said that bray wyatt was bad And also, I never said it was
3: a bad wrestler (laughs) on this podcast, not on the tweet.
1: On the podcast, not on the tweet. I said what's and then I said what's a good Bray Wyatt match. I didn't say what's a five star. I never said anything about stars. When people were like, "Well, he doesn't have a five star match," I didn't say a five star match. I just said what's a good match, motherfucker. I'm not talking about Dave Meltzer's. Poll of how he does it. What's a good match that this dude was in? And people just could not get behind that. They're just like, I mean, Well, what about these promos? And then he, I guess, okay, I'll give it to you guys. Oh, he has uh, has a good match eight fucking years ago. Get out my mentions with this shit. <laughs> nah, you dumbass. He's,
3: he's had good matches,
1: though. He, oh, I the mean, last time he had a good match, uh, 2014, get out my fucking mentions with this shit, bro. No, I'm not
3: no, to hear no. This. He, he's had good matches. I just think that that was one of those things where you made a statement and people were like "Nah, we're getting this guy out of here yeah no they were really trying to get me out of here which happens which happens to the two of us pretty often and I thought it was very funny that it (laughs) it was like the days alternated and I was sitting laughing I was like I was like wow people are really trying to run with tweets man but that's Mm -hmm. Twitter luckily I I have my guys to come in and take a little heat
1: off of me because both of you guys this week had some things like right after that, well Phil got into the jade and bianca yeah. controversy, and then my guy will was messing around with that w c w jobber, so it was like things are just very <laughs> <hot>. <laughs> <laughs> things are just very hot at the time, I'm like that was boys out here. Look,
2: i I literally went down a rabbit hole. And look, even if I wasn't going down a rabbit hole, if I want to tweet about the accomplishments of black wrestlers, I'm going to tweet mm-hmm. about the accomplishments of black wrestlers. But shout I ahead. just happened to be, because I looked at the stat, right? I saw the stat that uh, it's said Bianca Belair, first woman to hit 200 days as a world champion. And I thought, congratulations, wait. by the way. And I was like, well, yeah, wait, wait, shout wait, out wait, to yeah congratulations, yeah, shout out Bianca. That's a great stat. And then I thought, wait, first woman? I don't think any men have done that. And I was like, I'm pretty sure no men have done that. So I just posted that without having looked at the stats. I'm like, pretty sure no men have hit 200 uh, as far as world championships are concerned. And so I posted that. That did well. And then I was like, I wonder just championships all together. What are some of the stats? Um, and I know I got some pushback. Uh, some some of the ROH guys, uh, including shout out Cheeseburger, mm-hmm. came at me yeah. um, and said, you know, give Jay Lethal his due. Uh, cause I, I had said major championships I didn't include the ROH championship. I actually considered doing that. And then I thought, oh, so you were just like, being a hater,
1: a straight up. It hater. wasn't,
2: it wasn't so much being a hater. It was more like I was trying to think of, so like operating from the idea of, I, I recognize ring of honor stature at that point, but I also recognize that ring of honor still operated under the, um, under indie rules right um essentially as far as being a promotion was concerned and so they territory
1: pretty much at that point i
2: consider roh to be um at that point the largest indie for sure and right. not just that but even though they technically weren't independently owned right they were owned by sinclair broadcasting uh but because i would say as far as market was concerned and the fact that they were on all those sinclair stations they did have a larger footprint than impact and I had included impact in my numbers and so that was where um there was either way guys Mm -hmm. knew what I meant uh when I was talking about the largest uh basically the biggest accomplishments that's not to take away from Jay Lethal because Jay Lethal had two major championship uh reigns in Ring of Honor holding Mm -hmm. the Ring of Honor World Championship holding the uh television championship um but like you know the I was like of uh, just championships all altogether, who were the longest reigning singles black champions um and surprisingly m v p uh with the United States title had almost a year. I remember that, of course, that was two thousand and seven that was he beat Chris Benoit, and it was really weird that he beat Benoit in o seven and then went on to hold the title for a year, so for the majority of his reign, they couldn't talk about who he beat right. because yeah. uh it was literally like. That. Yeah. You know, he, he won the title. Benoit's dead three months later, but he held the title for a year. So for like seven months of that year, that MVP had the belt. Can't mention it. Can't say mm-hmm. where it came from. He just, he's randomly holding this title, but he did have it a long time. That was a really good reign. Uh, he had, he got to beat Ric Flair. Um, or I guess that was MVT that beat Ric Flair. For anybody who remembers Justin Roberts misspeaking when he announced MVP that <laughs> night, <But laughs> he did. He said Montel Vontavious Porter M V T. But yeah, Hello. so that that was yeah, close. close. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh man, can, can we get into this stat? By by the way, since we're talking about it. But yeah, but uh, the number two on that
2: stat was Jade Cargill, who is on her way to. I mean, if she just makes it to January, she'll be longest reigning and then number three was The Rock uh and number four was Shelton or The Rock with the Intercontinental title and then Shelton with the Intercontinental title mm-hmm. uh but yeah and then disco Bitch came at me with the um uh why, why you gotta why you gotta isolate race why why, why is this? It's,
3: it's racial man that's why it's so, yeah,
2: yeah. Why, but look at this with your uh your racial takes <laughs>
1: so ugly dude exactly the way that you described coming up with those stats is exactly the way that i came up with the BW 500 it was just like sub- just steps like that just like oh this and then the next one's like oh i wonder this and then oh i wonder this and it just kind of leads and to sometimes you come across to another.
2: interesting information and you're like yeah i want to post this
1: that's mm-hmm. all it was yep, but even yeah.
2: still even if it wasn't suck my dick who cares yeah. like this is <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> come on man yo keeping the roof. It, it's uh it's, it's hot for us out here man i just is. Uh, to 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 take a quote from all man i don't know man sometimes they see our tweets out here and it just it pains them man it pains it them to pain see up. your boys popping on popping up it pains them um, it, it no, pains them to see they, our views they bro. throw it on
1: dollars them. and them are grapsody dollars at you nah, throwing man, right there, big,
2: bro. i i, I heard some. Long. i'll say this though so of course as folks know, we talked about this last week. I do a show called After the Week with Denise Salcedo every Sunday. And that each week, I'm supposed to rank my top three moments of the week. My top three moments of the week. <laughs> my. Um, but last week, I said Bray Wyatt was my number three moment of the week. And again, even being on the list is a good thing. It's top three. There's probably, what, 50 things that happen in wrestling each week. I'm picking three being on the list i'm just mentioning things this isn't like it doesn't really matter what order they're in they're all good things this sounds very (laughs) familiar (laughs) but not putting bray at number one got people that week right so then this week uh this past week i uh i put bray number two it wasn't my favorite thing of the week but it was number two that's still praise and i still got people coming at me with like, no, Bray should be number one. And I'm realizing that like, if Bray Wyatt, F- Bray Wyatt fans, I forgot about this, honestly. I forgot, like it had been a year and a half, but do you remember the days of um, Fiend profile pictures, basically just yes. like mm-hmm. running rampant mm-hmm. on Twitter. I forgot about all of I that. I forgot about Fiend profile
1: pictures were the worst. Damn it. I wish I would've thought about that before my tweet, cause I would've been like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do this.
3: <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's on the list. It's, it's, it's fiend, fiend, uh, profile pictures, Roman profile pictures, uh, some kind of diva. Mm-hmm. Now all of those avoid at all costs. <laughs> all <laughs> yes, right. All right. I
2: forgot about those though, like hard. Right. And so I, I forgot that if you don't classify what Bray does as the absolute best when talking about it, they're going to come at you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, I didn't say anything negative about Bray in mind. Like I was like, this was good stuff. I, I, I just felt there were a couple of things better. That's it. Oh no, you can't say that, right? Can't do that. And then,
1: can't say that.
2: And when I said that Bray, by the way, when I put him at number three, uh, the previous week, I had said that uh so what i got from people was oh will just hates wwe no it's like the number one thing was bianca versus bailey what are you talking about that was what i put at number one mm-hmm. uh but uh i guess uh I, this is this is how it goes
3: yeah uh i laughed pretty hard admittedly, because I was like, I just gave this guy shit for this on our podcast. But I was like, Ray, Ray definitely was number one last week, and you guys threw him at number three, and I was like, dang, I hope I didn't encourage people to jump on my guy, but you know, <laughs> it was really funny to me. You, um, you yeah, helped piled on, Phil. It was, Thanks. It was really funny, because mm. I was like, wait, the, the guy is a thumbnail, and you guys got this guy at number three. I was like, come on, man.
2: Come and nobody on. even noticed that Denise didn't put him on the list at all, right? So, like, denise's list didn't even include bray that
3: week now nah, so i think we got an agenda even...
1: phil likes bray Wyatt, you guys we don't he, have it that
3: was okay? that was hysterical by the way people mm-hmm. getting mad at you guys and then going you guys hate bray and i was like you guys mm-hmm. i love bray don't yeah, don't, no, don't let not me an agenda. In. yeah no that <laughs> is
2: no phil Lindsay is is all about uh the the
3: the spookiness and the you spooky know. is always so funny to me. <laughs> nah, man, it, it, nah it's, it's definitely spooky out here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely real. Out here, That's man. real. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, hey, definitely make sure, by the way, that you're sending in your super chats, your humper chats. Donate a super chat. You're helping support what we do here on Grapsity. Uh, and also send us your humper chats. Um, You can send those anytime you want throughout the week, throughout the day. We'll make sure we get to them. Just make sure you address for grapsity uh, if it's for grapsity uh, But those can be sent at HumperChats.com. We read both. Uh, we got one here. The uh, Shout out to the boy, Andrew Zarian. He yeah. says, happy Saturday, guys. Look forward to the show each week. Love hey, you, Andrew. Appreciate um, it, Andrew. We got... Uh, Keep killing
1: them out there, bro.
2: I know, right? Uh, Chris... Chris says so Bray will be fighting all of his alter egos in ring is where this all leads for the next year I believe. Um I mean I don't think so. Uh just because like how the hell do you pull that off? Look, Bray is Bray is an extremely uniquely shaped individual. And that's not to say like that's a bad thing, right? I actually think that his shape um it, it's unique. It's there's nobody shaped like Bray. It's in the same way we're like even in the 2000s, I always felt like there's nobody on Earth shaped like Rhino. Like you know, like if Rhino tried to like dress up as somebody else, uh, you you wouldn't know it <laughs> nah, <laughs> because I mean, you you, you <laughs> know I mean, that you, you know that wet hair. Come on, mm-hmm. yeah, you know it, right? And like Bray is a very uniquely shaped individual though. But to the point of where, who the hell would be? bray's alter egos i mean you would have to put them in like a bodysuit there's no way bray is so so, even at like his best shape which i felt like was probably early 2019 like when he came back and he was just like you know he had really slimmed down Mm -hmm. um he still was very uniquely shaped he's he's just bray that's how he looks
1: I just figured Dude, out what they're probably going to do with this situation. They are, they did just form a partnership with GCW. As we know, that's a real story. Definitely 100% <laughs> real. Everyone here believes it. And we've seen a little bit uh, a match that GCW has very often featuring a superstar called the invisible man. So what's going to happen is Bray's going to be in the <laughs> ring. They're going to have five holograms of the, the things that come up when Roman's entrance and the Usos, they're going to have five of those little guys in the ring with Bray Wyatt, and he's going to Invisible Man the whole thing and have a zero out of five star match classic on, of Bray come Wyatt, on. like he always does.
3: Um, Yeah, come on, man. Bray's, Bray's going to do something with this character. This week was a very weird one. That promo with his uh, theme song playing throughout the whole way, which was very distracting. People did like not like that music- theme thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't like background music and promos at all, period, because, mm-hmm.
2: like, I don't know. That shit sucks. Uh, but... The I'm actually a
1: fan of it.
3: Really? Yeah. The, it it depends on how it's used. I I think that um his theme music was too loud this week, and so it was mm-hmm. very distracting. Like I had to listen to it back to hear everything he was saying. Um, and then of course we got the 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 brief shot of Uncle Howdy. I guess. Mm. Um, don't know where they're going with that, but we shall see. Yeah, I I I have
2: no idea where any of this is going. But uh, like I said, the I don't know. I don't like background music and promos. Um, unless the idea behind the promo is supposed to be that it was like pre produced by the wrestler of like, Hey, we were sent this tape. Here's this. But if it's just like, Oh yeah, I guess that's
1: what, that's more what I'm talking about. I guess. Yeah.
2: But if it's like a, Hey, we caught up with this person backstage and they're just like standing there with background music playing, I'm like, who's playing (laughs) this? Like, who, where is this supposed (laughs) to be coming from? Um, and I remember in Oh nine WWE got like really weird with production where again sometimes they can step on their own toes when it comes to this kind of stuff but like remember when Matt Hardy turned heel on Jeff and then uh he revealed he was behind all the stuff blowing up Jeff Hardy running him off the road all that stuff and then Matt goes in the ring to explain it and the lights go out and like some eerie music starts playing while Matt and he's in the ring talking and they're playing like (laughs) background music and I thought what are y'all doing why there's such an easy way to do this. Pretty silly. But for some reason, they decided we have to like up the production on this and really leave the realm of reality here. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that stuff, unless the idea is supposed to be that the wrestler put it together themselves. Can't believe um,
1: you mentioned Matt Hardy on this podcast after what he did last night on Rampage. That son of a gun. Matt,
3: Matt Hardy... Had a week that that tweet he put out. Um, I have I have been thinking of the only whites in the joint all week and laughing. Um, man, Hardy's a funny boy, man. That 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 clip of him rapping in and did the you Zubas, see his answers to the quiz we talked about last week? Yes, tweet, his, his answers to the quiz, him rapping in Zubas in a do rag, hilarious. Um, yeah, his his rap last night and and Stokes' reaction to it, which Stoke. Stoke had the perfect reaction, just, like, just looking and walking away. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Just like, I don't know what that was. I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh,
3: Yeah.
1: Matt Hardy, man. Hey, shout out to Matt Hardy. One of the half, one half of one of the greatest tag teams of all time, man. Hardy Boys. After I watched that, October 1999, No Mercy match, it was up, all the way up. Like, no other tag team existed in the world. I was like, these are the guys. I don't care about anybody else in the world. The Hardy Boys are the coolest fucking tag team there's ever been So. I will say I have watched
2: no mercy 1999 quite a bit. I've seen that pay-per-view probably so much that, uh, I don't even, <laughs> it, it's, it's weird. I, it's one of those shows that I've seen so much that I could probably recite all the video packages, like mm-hmm. line for line, like the dog poop, the dog poop, the dog poop. Cause that had, um, rock versus, uh, British, British bulldog, bulldog on it. Yeah. yeah. Which by the way, uh, you know I, I somebody asked me the other day because we were talking about uh DX and so I, I played that clip uh, I I posted that clip on Twitter of X-Pac like being visibly mad about uh, uh yeah. d- hitting the jackhammer on the rock and somebody's like what was the purpose behind turning DX heel at that point because like X-Pac was super popular um and the New Age Outlaws were super popular. The only one of them that was hated was Hunter. Why did you turn the whole group and reunite them with Hunter? And that pay per view we were just talking about is the reason why. Um, because they took a look at the landscape of things and were like, whoa, the heel landscape of WWE, like at that point, was so bleak. And that you had Mick Foley, one of the top baby faces, facing Val Venus on that pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, you had The Rock, who like, And it's not to knock British Bulldog, but he was not at that level at that point. He was not not at the Rock's level. He should not Mm -hmm. have been facing The Rock on pay-per-view. But Mm -hmm. they looked and they're like, we got The Rock facing British Bulldog. Like, we don't have a really great heel landscape at all. We got to fix this. And so they figured DX, the three of them, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, and X-Pac were like all kind of upper mid-carders that... You could stick in there with Kane. You could stick in there with The Rock. You could stick in there with Austin. And all would work. So they were basically just like flip the whole group heel. Mm -hmm. And that way, one, it ties them all to the WWF champion who was Hunter at the time. And uh, it gives a whole lot of fodder to a lot of these baby faces we got. Now The Rock has somebody to beat up on every week in X-Pac and Billy
1: Gunn. Uh, you shooting Triple hard. H way too much, Bell. He was like, "I need all those guys. Heat. They better stand behind me. I'm Triple H. I'm the fucking world champ. You know what's going on." I was well. The other thing,
2: the other thing too, was that Hunter was at the time tied to China, but China was getting so over as a babyface. They're like, "We can't keep having Hunter out here as a heel with China behind him." And then later in the show, you have China beating up on Jeff Jarrett, getting these pops. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make any sense to have China. Tied to Hunter anymore when she is getting way too popular and he's getting right. so much heat. Like No Mercy literally ended that show ends with um, China helping Hunter out with Austin, mm. where earlier in the night she beat Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental right. Title. None of that made any sense in terms of where she stood. So I was like, Nah, you you got to just split them. But it right. turned out that that was probably in hindsight the that best. that like once you split them on screen, then it was like that put a whole lot of wheels in motion
4: Mm -hmm. yep
2: man we could probably do a grap city talks classic wrestling all day and that that could be a a a whole other thing we got some Mm -hmm. other super chats here by the way Orion Ben says begs the question who would or who do you consider world titles I think the world titles right now um I because I know AEW considers the ROH title the a world title and that's why Chris Jericho is the Ocho but um as far as what I consider world titles at this point, it's the WWE Undisputed World Championship. The, I pretty much go off, for, off of what PWI does, um, yeah. which is it's the WWE Undisputed World Championship, and or Undisputed Universal Championship is what it's called, right? Uh, and then. The, In actual <laughs> real terms. <laughs> I don't term... makes
1: Phil so mad that that belt even
2: exists.
3: Mer- merge those belts or split them. Like, in actual enough, real enough. terms, the and, AEW World Championship AEW. is
1: not a world championship because it hasn't been defended around right. the world if we're, like, in real, real, real talks about it. But that's not how this works. It's still considered a world championship.
2: It's considered a world title just because of the platform. Like, right? the
1: All-Atlantic Championship is more of a world championship <laughs> than that is because it's been around the fucking world.
2: Like I said, I think it's more about the platform than the yeah, than anything definitely. else. And I think the IWGP is... yeah uh is a world title like those are the world titles mm-hmm. in my view yeah and, um, uh,
3: you got it don't don't leave out the IWTV championship and you know of course the pan-african mm-hmm. diaspora world champion as well mm-hmm. <sighs> if i'm ranking world championships i
2: don't know that um i would necessarily include those if i'm talking about the top ranking like world champions Oh, I, I
3: just thought I just thought he asked, "What do you consider championships?" I'm not. I wasn't ranking them.
2: Oh yeah, no, no. I think he was just saying, "Who who do you consider like the world titles?" Like, gotcha. Because like yeah. it's hard because um, like PWI kind of rescinded Impact's world championship status um, that you, they don't necessarily consider that. You know, when they're. In, I know when you guys are doing your. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I know when you guys are doing the um, kind of the, the committee gathering for uh the qualifications for like especially the top 10 and you consider titles one that mm-hmm. the impact world title isn't weighted nearly as heavily as really anything oh yeah not at of, all yeah
1: and people are mad at us for that exactly right. like people <laughs> went to the list to be like where's josh alexander blah blah blah. why don't you do this and it's, it's legit because of that like i mean it is what it is you guys we love impact but like come on
2: you know, I mean, like I said, I think it has a lot to do with platform. I think it has yeah. to do with how much exposure that championship has. Exactly. And so uh, yeah, Impact, uh, unfortunately, it's, it doesn't have that exposure any longer. Um, I mean, it did at one point, but it, it just doesn't.
1: And then the yeah. Women's World Championships, too. You know.
0: yeah, like, yeah, of course. It, yeah, and those are. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? That's betterhelp.com slash fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. World Uh, time as
3: well, yeah. Raw Women's Championship. uh, uh, Getting IWGP. World Heavyweight Women's Championship as yeah. well. Hey,
2: that belt looks so dope too. I mm-hmm. uh, I kind of want it.
3: Uh, and I'm like, where where would I put it though is the question. So nah, um, that's a yeah, great looking so, championship. Which that was another thing from the Jade thing where people were like, oh, you think Jade is a world champion? I'm like, <laughs> people know they will intentionally miss a point when mm-hmm. they don't want to or when they want to uh duck on a specific person making a point. Right. Uh, they will go out of their way to miss a point. Yes. We you know that. Shucky Ducky says quack, how quack. much wood would a wood Chuck
2: Taylor Chuck Taylor Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Appreciate it Shuck. Okay. Shucky. <laughs> oh
2: quack, quack. Shucky Ducky. <laughs> uh Coffee Black. Uh there was nothing in that. But if you had to send something or if you're trying to. Either way, we we appreciate the donation of the Super Chat. Yes, thank um, you. Dream Ninja says, Random thoughts. Very happy for Willow. Props to the ref checking on Hangman and getting the doc faster than an MMA ref. Uh, I'm digging Crazy Live. Nyla is great. Reg, don't stop triggering fools on Twitter. <laughs> um, I mean, Reg definitely has to keep his own sanity too. So just definitely. keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, talking about the, the Hangman stuff. Uh, of course, the ending of this week's Dynamite was Ooh. um was a rough one in that 10 minutes before the show was supposed to be over uh the match was called due to hangman suffering from a concussion um and so far everybody is saying he's okay uh tony mm-hmm. khan had said he was actually smiling you know, afterward um he was he was knocked out and uh Again, uh, if you didn't see me talk about it on um, Day After Dynamite, there's actually a really good video. Uh, Brian Sutter, um, MD, he, analy- he, does, he has a YouTube channel, um, and he analyzes sports injuries. Um, he did a really good video analyzing Biggie's injury back earlier this year, um, and he does a really great job explaining Hangman's injury um, just from what he sees as a doctor. Uh, it's really great stuff. Awesome. And just it gives me a really great understanding. Um, he points out specifically, he was like, When you see Hangman's body kind of stiffen, um, almost immediately, he, he points out that that hit to him is a sign of a concussion and that he was probably unconscious. And he says, But it's about five seconds before you see Hangman's body loosen again. And he's like, That to me is a sign that he regained consciousness. So, um, you could see at what points he ex- he's explaining why Doc Sampson is doing certain things he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's just it's a it gives you a really great understanding of where the injury likely took place. Um, he believes he says it could have been the impact of the clothesline, but it was most likely he believes his head hitting hit, the mat. Yeah, hit, his head hitting the mat was what he believes it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see that he, he explains that very thoroughly
1: shout out um, to doc Sampson for reals and the uh the paul Turner. paul turner killed it oh my god amazing but paul work turner
2: immediately gathering he's that. a veteran i mean that's yeah. like
1: yeah of course
2: of course yeah. yeah you know paul turner goes back quite a ways um you look up you watch yourself some old ring of honor matches you're gonna see paul turner there paul he's Turner's seen
1: every he's been in the match with matches with samoa joe and brian danson and loki like he knows about people getting knocked out and he knows about yeah. all the things so yeah Shout out to yeah, him.
2: you know, and and, um, and getting knocked out is, is tough, right? Because, um, you know, thinking about Hangman there, for example, he was out for about five seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, you know, that was enough for Paul Turner to have noticed in the first second and was like, call the match, we're done. Yeah. Um, but like five seconds is also enough time for, you know somebody to not notice and somebody to try and continue the match Yep. Uh, right like that That
1: happens all the time where the uh, the guy regains consciousness when the referee gets to him so he's like i'm good and he's not good and the referee just continues the match so yeah
2: yeah like we've we've seen that and that very well could have happened um where the concussion isn't even noticed until after the match right Mm -hmm. but uh
1: arrest wrestlers try to be hard and just like, I'm working through it, I'm good, I'm gonna keep going. And it's like you you don't you don't have to. We can stop right. this match right now. It's a world title match, it doesn't matter. Stop this match, get the, the doctor in here. Let's get this mm-hmm. man worked on and shout out also to John Moxley for being a professional at everything he ever does and handling every situation. The best you ever could, how he handled the crowd, how he handled. I mean, he DB. dropped a few F
2: bombs. I mean, you <laughs> know, <laughs> it's crowd. a pretty heated moment. <laughs> it's a for pretty the heated moment. Part, he yeah, it was it like, to, you know, he brought you it. You know, no props to Moxley. Like, there's probably nobody else that I would have counted on to hand the mic to. To right. just, you know, there's probably three people I mm-hmm. would say you could probably do that kind
1: of situation. Pretty much with. the ones that they've been talking about Moxley, Jericho, and Danielson. Like, these are the yeah. only guys you can really get in the mic to be like, let us, you know. Feel okay about this whole thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, feel, yeah. Fill some time and, and let it go. Uh, Moxley is a guy I would count on for that. But yeah, he definitely the, he had the sensors on their on their toes <laughs> during that promo.
1: They got to uh, give him a pass yeah. in this way.
2: <laughs> hey, I mean, look, they they caught it right. None of it made mm-hmm. it through to TBS. Uh, Fight got it all, but none of it made it through to TBS. So nah, I I just that was a moment that um they they figured everything out you could tell they were spending about what was it like 2 to 3 minutes trying to figure out okay how do we get to the mjf thing because mm-hmm. yeah. um you know obviously the show still has to end with mjf attempting a cash in except now moxley's not going to be like incapacitated mm-hmm. uh, and
1: And people are saying this, people are thinking this was an audible, the MJF thing, but it was not. The the MJF thing
2: itself wasn't an audible. The audible was that Moxley was supposed to have just barely survived Hangman. Right. And um, and the audible was, uh, because I mentioned I I maybe thought this was the case on Day After Dynamite, and then somebody reached out to me and said, you're pretty spot on. Um, But it was uh, that Moxley was supposed to have been, kind of just you know he was bleeding right he was supposed to have just barely survived and it was going to be a shot of MJF about to cash in on a vulnerable Moxley with Regal looking at him like that like what are you doing taking another shortcut and then MJF was going to be like no I'm going to be a man and I'm going to do this at full gear uh when you're 100% I don't want you at whatever you are now and then that was going to be it but instead Moxley is like standing and on his toes and just fine, hyped so, up, adrenaline's so, going. <laughs> yeah, so the audible is how does MJF still attempt to cash in on, I guess, still a kind of good Moxley, mm-hmm. and so they they did adjust all of that. Right, uh, yeah, but it was it, gonna go off the air otherwise.
3: If this year has told me anything, we need to we need the the Men in Black neutralizer for a lot of fans to forget the word work because every oh time anything God. happens, it's a work, it's a work. No, it's not. Stop mm-hmm. stop calling everything a work. You, a lot of times when you guys are getting worked, you have no idea, so stop it. <laughs> like, I it ain't a work people, if we
1: all know what it is. That's yeah, I saw a lot works.
3: of people like, oh, well, he's not really hurt, it's a work. It's like, no, guys. Like, I thought it was pretty telling when they cut to commentary right away and they wouldn't show the guy in the ring anymore. If I'm they're like, not yeah, shooting no, him, that's a sign yeah, right there. I know, that's... Uh, and maybe it's just young
2: wrestling fans, right? Because I still have uh, probably a lot of PTSD from watching Over the Edge oh, 1999, Hart, right? Yeah. Where yeah, Owen Hart, right? Where, like, JR is telling us on commentary, this is not a part of the show, so we're not going to film this. Like, he, he is telling us that when it's not, that what we film is part of the show. That's what we do. But if it's not supposed to happen, if it wasn't part of our rundown, we don't film it um because you never know what can go wrong and that's uh that's just not what you want to put out there so um the fact that they kept it away from the ring that should have been the biggest tell the Mm -hmm. fact that they went back through the card which was just the video package they ran uh from right before the match just going back to like okay let's take it back and the the biggest tell should have been Excalibur wasn't speed reading all of that. Right. Excalibur's like, "Okay, I'm going to slow slowly take you through mm-hmm. all of the next upcoming Rampage matches yeah. and the upcoming Dynamite matches, and we'll just kind of stay on each one for a little bit." And do you, Taz Taz being able to not concentrate. No. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if 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 we were getting t- if worse, Taz look- takes off his glasses.
3: Yeah. Yeah, if we were getting work, Taz is one of the greatest actors of all time. Um, I like, mm-hmm. no, this this wasn't a work. But I think people need to chill out on that. But because we've seen that in almost every controversy this year, like the Sasha stuff happens, oh, it's a work, guys. Uh, the MJF stuff happens, it's a work, guys. Uh, the Punk stuff happens at that that press conference, it's a work. Everything is not a work, guys. Calm down. Mm. I mean, I think the funniest thing is, um,
2: I think it's just fans not wanting to believe that something's gone wrong and I fully understand that right like you Mm -hmm. don't want you'd rather feel like they got one over on you Mm -hmm. than feeling like oh shit something bad that was real because because you you don't want to feel like something bad has happened I Mm -hmm. fully get that I Uh, do get that so um shadow hangman though he's um he's in a position to recover that's a good thing he's a fucking Um,
1: trooper man
2: yeah uh young boy Says, gentlemen, I have come to the conclusion that Jay Uso is a hater because he was the only one that got his ass beat to be in the bloodline. Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, look, actually, you know what hey, though? That's
1: I'm not mad at it.
2: That's true. You know what's funny though is how much the story kind of shifted because it felt like for a while Jimmy was supposed to be the one who had his eye on everything, who was like, mm-hmm. you know, Jay fell in line because he got his ass beat by Roman and all that when. Jimmy fell in line Jimmy was it was just like yeah whatever and mm-hmm. you know Romans like hey check your brother and but then it's all kind of shifted back to Jay where Jay is now uh the hater he he don't trust anybody he Jimmy is the one that's just like, I'm gonna just go with the flow, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sammy's saying, yeah. We the show, champs, right? we good, yeah. I don't care. J- Jimmy
3: fell in line real quick. Uh, Jay, Jay is essentially conspiracy brother. He's like, yo, mm-hmm. I went through all of this stuff to get in. You just gonna let this white boy in? You just gonna, that's it's that easy? <laughs> he's conspiracy brother. I mean, brother. he has a reason, yeah.
1: <laughs> he's <laughs> like, he, we, have, we haven't we have beat his ass in. He's still just kicking it. What's going on here?
3: We, yeah. we, he hasn't had to go through none of this stuff I had to go through. You just gonna let this guy in? You just gonna trust this guy?
2: You know, no, I feel him.
3: Jay, Jay had to get embarrassed. I, I hate you,
2: right? But, uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, Jay had to face him in hell in a cell. Mm-hmm. None of these other guys no, had to be he in hell his in a cell.
1: Beat. He was down bad for a minute. <laughs> I see why man. mad. I'd be out there fighting too
3: and beating everybody up. Some bullshit. No, I I, I would have been I would have been mad last night too, having to listen to that Logan Paul promo in the back. Like, why are we giving this dude all this time? Why is he getting the main event spot? I would have ran out there and wanted to throw hands up too. Straight <laughs> up. Straight up. Like, get this dude out of here, man. You getting a world title match? Hell no. Nah.
2: Yeah. See? Yeah. Uh we're a week away, by the way, from from Crown Jewel. That's coming up. Crown. Yeah. Yeah, uh. You know what? Uh, I I guess credit where it's due. Mm -hmm. Three years ago, four years ago, even, when these Saudi shows first kept happening, you know, there was a lot of. hate toward those shows. It was a dude. I just um, remembered
1: I was on TMZ Live one time. You know when they do the little call in thing? I uh-huh. did one of those one time. They they were in my DMs and they were like, do you want to come on and talk about Saudi Arabia? And I was like, sure. <laughs>
4: Wait a minute.
3: I did one Wait. of those. Yeah. I did Bro, one of those. Sending my guy a message like, yo, you want to come on and talk about Saudi Arabia. TMZ, I mean, yeah. I mean, and, you know
2: that they, they were people referred to them as the Saudi Blood Money shows. Remember mm. there was the uh the situation with the, the plane being stalled in 2019. Um, there was a, pretty much all of that, but you know what? WWE who stuck to their guns on these shows and now nobody cares. They're I haven't just seen up, one you know, thing about I, I, did, did you think they time. were
3: not going to stick to their guns? This is what a 10 year deal they weren't getting. But, out of deal. I, no, I,
2: I know that I know they weren't getting out of the deal. It was more so that fans don't care anymore. They're they just changed like, the optics but, as well. They changed the, the optics right? now. They fans don't look, I mean, well, you, their you fans don't care. Aren't about going to care. Yeah, yeah, I know, but you don't hear about it at all anymore. Now it's just like, eh, Crown Jewels coming up. Hey, it's mm. an afternoon show. It's the easy watch. You right. know, that's all we hear anymore about it. It's, uh, what the last one was, Elimination Chamber. Um, we just get those shows. Is there gonna
1: be a women's course? Watching, you guys think? Sports watching. Yeah, probably. Uh,
3: probably. Yeah, probably. They're I don't just know. waiting long as fuck to announce it. Um, uh, yeah, they've been. I don't know. They've been doing weird things with their women's booking. I mean. I don't know. Having one women's match on Monday was kind of strange. Yeah. Two Mondays in a row. Um, I... Hey, I said, though, I, I said uh, that
2: I've heard from people that Hunter's a big fan of Dynamite. I guess he's a bigger
1: fan than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, let me try that little trick, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
2: Oof. No. Um, I mean, but he
1: loves him some damage control. He had him on everybody's show.
2: Yeah, uh, well, and that's the thing is Damage Control. I mean, they're the uh, tag team champs. Um, Mm -hmm. It was a good match last night. There were two matches last night. We got to see Hardcore live, and we got to see the... You're not a fan, Phil? It stinks. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) It does. It stinks. (laughs) I'm not a fan.
3: Uh, Yeah, no. I'm
2: in wait and see mode. I want to see where it goes, because I think... I'll, I'll say this. I don't see... Anything that could get over more than mm, gotcha, um, what she's doing—a woman who likes getting her ass beat and loves to just tear shit up. Because like I'm noticing when she goes and grabs weapons, things like that, people get into it. Um, they're liking the dies. Like if she just becomes like Mick Foley of the women's division. Um, oh, that's
1: you know who did that before, and that is also a WWE superstar now, Candice LeRae. That used to be her thing in PWG. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, if you were gonna do that with a woman, Nikki Cross was right there. I mean,
1: or I do mean, it with Candice LeRae, who has been super kicked with the thumbtack Nike.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just saying. I mean, and look, I I like Liv as a, as a wrestler. I do think that she knows how to um get to... A, I, I think she knows how to speak to a crowd because the crowd is clearly into what she's doing. Definitely. Um, but, boy, can I tell you that I am sick of people doing Harley Quinn or Joker gimmicks. Yeah. Like, I'm over Both. it. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen it to death. It's like, if we know anything about a lot of, uh, a lot of white people in wrestling, they like Joker. I got you. That's cool. That's a fact.
1: I um, mean, uh... Uh, Pentagon's pretty obsessed
3: too. So. No, Pentagon. Pentagon <laughs> loves that uh, that Joker gear. He wears it every time he gets a chance. Um, <laughs> but no, man, Liv, Liv, is, Liv is cool. I just, I, I just wonder what is the end game for this. I mean, and I can What's come in here, here. I can come in here a few weeks from now and go, look, this is this is great. It's it's working. But for now, I'm. Hmm, well, they're not, saying not
1: they're trying to say that she might be attached to your boy. I guess that's where this is leading to. So. Bray Bray.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the, because I I wouldn't do it if that's what they're aiming for. Um, I think she, like, you got to get people over on their own. Like, you, WWE has no shortage of of groups and factions right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I definitely wouldn't form this off of people who are kind of already, who already have something going right now. Gotcha. Um yeah. that's what I, I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But
3: yeah, I I don't think Liv is a heel. I think Liv is still functioning as a as a baby face. So why oh, would yeah, you... she beating the shit out of Sonya Deville? Who... Right. So why would you put her with Bray who is clearly positioning himself as a heel? That doesn't really make sense. I think mm-hmm. Bray should not
2: position himself as a heel, by the way. I think that is a colossal mistake.
1: Yeah, I don't um, really understand why they're doing that 'cause he I can't had, think that after that pop that he got at Extreme Rules, how could you how could you?
2: I can't think of
1: and after my any, damn mentions, how could you?
2: <laughs> I can't think of any baby face who came out of a feud with Bray Wyatt better for
1: it. Genuinely. I mean, uh, Phil's boy definitely said that out loud. So Rollins definitely was like, We all did not have <laughs> a good time after we had. And, and I'm not just talking about the theme.
2: I'm talking about um like he was already getting booed. It was it's kind of the story of his career, but John Cena the the John Cena sucks chant began in the Bray Wyatt feud. That's where that cuz he should
3: have won that match. That's why <laughs> he did not need to win that match. That's why. <laughs> but, like, but again, that's uh people want to
2: love Bray Wyatt. Roman Reigns, yeah. you know, the, luckily they were playing off of the whole anyone but you Roman. Um they were playing off of the fact that people didn't like Roman Reigns, but Roman uh was getting booed to that feud. Um Dean Ambrose, he was okay in the sense that they, uh, I mean, he did have a toaster explode in his face or whatever that was. That was a TV screen. TV screen, yeah, not a toaster. Um, I'm I mean, Brian, um, but,
3: Brian came out two times better. I mean, when he had the initial feud with the Wyatt family, he came out better because of it and then of course when he was transitioning from planet's champion to babyface again he came out of the other you can't area. i mean Brian about bray
1: it, white you can't talk about daniel Bryan. anytime you talk about a, a wrestler you can't mention brian
3: Danielson because like Bryan. i said he'll have we're a great not, match we're not, not oh, no, talking about we're not talking on. about wrestling stuff hold on we're not talking about wrestling stuff we're talking about who came out better character wise and brian came out better character wise i mean two Bryan brian came
2: out brian came out better character wise Totally by accident. That was not by design. Uh, that was, nah, no, 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 nah, no. Man. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. First, off, first no, time no, no, no. was
1: definitely by accident.
2: Because Bray, he was supposed to turn heel. That wasn't supposed definitely. to happen. That was that was supposed to be him staying with the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to stay with Bray going into WrestleMania. He had gear made. He was gonna just be a part of the Wyatt family. But they were like, ah eh, this ain't working because the fans still want to cheer Brian. So let's just go with the yes stuff again. But like As a matter of fact, they completely retconned the fact that he cut a promo on SmackDown. And luckily, it was during a period where nobody was watching SmackDown. He cut a promo. He, you, peopled the people. He was like, you people were chanting yes, but did you really love me? Or were you just, it wasn't just the chant. Uh, And again, they retconned all of that. They were like, nah, none of that ever happened. He was secretly just playing Bray the whole time. Um, But, and then the second time, did he come out better the second time? I wouldn't say he did. He Yo, just turned face again. Y'all
3: got to come on, man.
2: I, <laughs> come on,
3: man. Like, yes, I he came that out that. better the other time. Stop, man. What are y'all doing? <laughs> I think he came did out he? better. For nah, him. man. Yo, y'all are tripping, man. He? And, <laughs> yes, he did. And he accidentally got his head shaved and his beard cut off. No, did anybody he... remember
2: that wasn't supposed to happen when Bray was just supposed to take like a little lock of his hair, but like accidentally like shaved off so much that Brian ended up having to shave his head.
1: Mm. I don't
3: remember that. Uh, y'all y'all trying to say that. Y'all trying to stick with this point that nobody has come out of this thing better and go, well, no, Brian didn't either. Did he really come out? Come on, man. Did, did, go back and look at the pop of when he came out after after that cage match and he started doing the yes chant. Go back and watch that and tell me, yes, he did. I don't care if it's but, circumstantial. No, 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 no. I don't care if you try to say it was circumstantial and say, oh, well, it, it was. was. it was an accident. Man, go back and look at the reaction to that. But again, he walked in with that. He walked into the Wyatt family feud just as over. It wasn't because of Bray Wyatt that he was was going to get that trajectory. I don't. I don't want to hear it next time. You go as are going. Bray Wyatt fans are the worst. I don't know why you guys think we hate Bray. Like, look what y'all are doing. Like, come on, chill out, man. They he I mean, has Bray come. Bray Wyatt
1: at- fans don't know what facts are. They just know what <laughs> Yo, fucking spooky you, you, fucking. You you, you, you outright told
3: are. these guys that this guy can't wrestle.
1: <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, did. I said you, give me a good match, and then yeah, somebody did. was like, blah blah blah, work rate, and I was like, We're not know. talking about you, work rate. Dude.
3: You you came on this podcast and said he's a bad wrestler, and then. When somebody agreed with me, then you went, nah, man, show me a good Bray Wyatt match. She ain't got no good, good match. Nobody starts
4: showing <laughs> me a good Bray Wyatt match. Right,
2: you right, can't right. Say yeah. I will My tell Danson. you there's-
3: Brian Hey, so we got- um re-running. The Voice yeah. trash. Let's
1: move on. See
3: what I'm saying? <laughs> like like I said, I don't want to hear it again later when they're like, man, why do Bray Wyatt fans think we don't like them?
1: I'm going with the bit now. I don't give a shit.
3: <laughs> rerun says for grapsity
2: so excited that willow finally got her graphic love dynamite with the mjf regal classic and wheeler speaking truth to Bryant. me too um
1: we're gonna get into willow of course
2: let's see there's uh this one comes from let's see all right this one comes from uh black phoenix brand he says uh I'm convinced Will and I are multiverse variants. The latest proof, my birthday, is October 27th. Hashtag Scorpio. Hey, I'm 1026 coming up this Wednesday. Um, He says, if each of you could remix any past WWE slash WWF theme and give it to a current wrestler, what theme would you choose and who would you give it to? I want to hear a... We'll take Carmelo Hayes. Mm Mm-hmm and I would give him a trap remix of Ted DiBiase's theme. Mm. Ah. Just because I like that hook. I love that money, 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 mm-hmm. money, money. That's and I right. want the, uh, everybody's got a price, but I want to remix in a
3: trap way. That's what I would do. So you give that to Carmelo and not the guy that spent weeks doing like the bit with, with Million Dollar Man?
2: Yeah, because I wanted I, I I don't want the trap beat on him but
1: um. <laughs> he already has a trap beat don't he
3: yeah, yeah. he got the he's got the Josiah theme song doesn't he yeah oh no so. they took Josiah off I think I think they remixed him oh did they mm-hmm. mm, that sucks
1: that does suck yeah that um, was one of the
3: one things I didn't like about uh spear's turning faces is that he's not using Josiah's theme anymore because that right.
1: was dope that thing yeah. was pretty hot, man.
3: Damn. Well, right now, though, you've got two people doing
2: the the 10 thing because I know that uh, they were supposed to be transitioning. Um, yeah, I thought they were about to
1: blow that off last night.
2: Yeah, but then they realized that the card was kind of weak and they had to mm-hmm. get some type of, like,
1: something b-
2: big match on there. Otherwise, like, I didn't think that was a great rampage. I thought it had some interesting stuff. But, like, for the most part, if you had to buy tickets to that, like, that was a live rampage and uh if you didn't have that orange cassidy title defense that show really didn't give you much Mm -hmm. and so uh like i feel like the orange cassidy match probably brought it up to like a six from what probably would have been like a four out of ten but the could you imagine if that was uh the the card that those guys got that paid all that money. Like, you had almost 2,000 fans there, which for Daily's Place... Like, if you've ever been to Daily's Place, Daily's Place only holds 3,500. And so, to have put in... And Dynamite, when... when Day, when Dynamite was at Daily's Place earlier this year. I think it did 1,700 people. Um, that was back in March. So, this was more than the last Dynamite. So, you... And that Dynamite had that undisputed Elite versus Best Friends match. So, yeah. like you you had something um
3: yeah i i kind of feel like they should have just uh centered the entire episode around the jade and nyla stuff because that was all mm-hmm. of the most entertaining stuff from the episode mm-hmm. it was um I I I, mean, was, I I
2: I i like the setup of orange cassidy <laughs> just coming yeah. up from behind the bar plopping the belt down and tony Khan being like
3: all right book it
4: hmm
3: yeah uh but yeah a lot of the other stuff was just kind of like all right uh, just kind of cool. there huh um but yeah all of the jade and nyla stuff was great and i was sitting there when i tweeted you know who's from florida because when she was like uh yeah layla better win and she's going back to indies i was like is this where red comes back Mm -hmm. and apparently not so yeah yeah. not this time
2: (laughs) uh jennifer says happy early birthday will thank you um Good morning, gents. Can we all just celebrate for a moment for Willow? I am so happy right now. Much love, as always. Keep thriving. Yes, I uh, I want to give Willow her flowers here because we uh, kind of knew she was signed for a while, but yeah. um, the fact that she's she got a moment to get to celebrate and uh, I, I was
1: to see man oh my god amazing she got that Good, moment uh, in the ring like man
2: shout out to righteous reg who um a little over a year ago was asked who he thought could be the next big uh i guess baby face to come out of the indie scene and reg was straight up like it's willow nightingale i mm-hmm. think willow nightingale has everything it takes to be a star on tv and she's got the personality. She's got the ability. She's got everything it takes to be it. Facials are crazy.
1: Like, she doesn't even have to say anything. And you're like, I want this person to win. I believe in her. She's great.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, I, I every time she has just a little bit of success, I think back to Red saying that. But, honestly, there's another thing I think back to, which was that WrestleMania weekend um, in 2021, the collective, um, I... Went to Allie Catch's real hot girl shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brought a friend of mine with me. We've never been to a wrestling show ever. Um, it's just a friend of mine who lived in Tampa. And it was one of those opportunities. one of my best friends. And um, I barely ever get to see her. But I just was like, she'll be pissed at me if I go to mm-hmm. Tampa for this WrestleMania weekend. And I don't like say hi at least once and so it was like we went and got breakfast and then I had said to her she's like what are you getting into the rest of the day and I said well I got a bunch of wrestling stuff I gotta go hit and she's like okay and kind of gave a look like all right well it was good to see you for 10 minutes and I'm mm-hmm. like you could come if you want but like you know I'm getting wrestling stuff and she's like all right you know I've never been um I'm interested in this so she comes with me right the one wrestler who stuck out to her the entire time having seen Barely any pro wrestling. She she said the most wrestling she ever watched was like in 1999, 2000, right? When mm-hmm. it was like everybody watched it. Right. But other than that, she didn't know any wrestling. But she's just like watching these acts here outdoors, collective. And the one person who stood out to her more than anybody else was Willow Nightingale. And that was what told me at that moment that Willow has what it takes to hook somebody who doesn't watch pro wrestling. Yeah. And... That was almost well. That's a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Feels like forever ago because you know we were outdoors, masked. You still couldn't have full capacity events, mm-hmm. and like I've now been to seventeen events this year. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Things have really changed. Yeah, it's been a couple years, honestly, three or four years. I knew the first time when I saw Willow mm-hmm. that she was going to be the one because exactly what you're describing. In indie crowds, there would be people that never seen wrestling, never been to shows, little kids that were just inspired by this person. just Her presence in the ring, interacting with fans, you could just tell that she was the one. And then when she turns it on, when when the bell rings and she starts going at it, she has a different style than everyone else. She works different. She is just an amazing talent and you want her to win and you're going to get behind her. I knew this day was coming for a long time. I'm so happy that it happened the way it happened, and uh, it's only up for here from here for and, Willow, and, honestly.
2: And to the AEW base, uh, uh, like I always say, AEW fans attach to people that they feel are theirs. Right. Um, that they feel, you know, the, we brought them to the dance. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They weren't made by anybody else. And they are going to feel, you know. Granted, we've known of Willow for a long time. But AEW fans are going to feel like they brought her to the dance. They're going to yep. feel like um, she's one of ours that uh, – that, especially now that AEW owns Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, even as she was getting her due in Ring of Honor, it's still – to AEW fans, going to feel like she is going to be one of their home talents. Exactly. And
1: when she gets that big win, it's going to feel like their home – grown person got the big win and it's going to be even bigger than it would be previously. So this is great. I love everything that happens. Mm-hmm. This is a Testament also to people that talk about a W dark and things like that and losses and all these things. It's like, it's all leading to something you take three, four, five losses. When you enter something, you could get quote unquote job down. You could whatever the dumb terms you think are going to happen. You just have to weather the storm and eventually you could get your own big moment on aew rampage with tony Schiavone. i'm just telling yeah, I'm,
2: I'm, I, I like the way i look at it is it does show that dark can work right yeah that it shows that because um, we've seen it a couple of times we've seen um somebody like a uh the acclaimed the acclaimed mm-hmm. is like dark's biggest success story that yep. they came in they got over as an act people wanted to see them um do their thing uh in front of more audiences the more we saw them the more the bigger the pops got till so you eventually had to turn them baby face and then they got the big win at grand slam which was arguably the biggest moment at grand slam and mm-hmm. you had a world title match uh yeah. <laughs> where we crowned john moxley as champ but uh it's kind of the same deal where uh it, it just feels like willow got to come in i feel like she got to come in with a little more flair just because yeah. she was already doing kind of bigger things in ring of honor right and um and then of course, the first Ring of Honor show under Tony Khan is more an AEW show than anything else. Like mm-hmm. uh, It was all AEW crew working there. It was all AEW refs, AEW everything. Uh, but Willow got to kind of show out in front of that audience WrestleMania weekend and, and really be over with people. Um, but I think it's going to be a cool thing. I think that yep. it's it's nice seeing in that women's division women getting organically over. Mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's going to ultimately show that people care because that's the thing that we've wanted for the women's division more than anything else is for fans to show the AEW Brass, whoever that is, whether it's Tony Khan. I mean, ultimately, he's the top guy there who needs to be shown that fans care. Um, who need, That's the way you, uh, that the message is sent. And that we're starting to see people like Jamie Hayter get really Mm -hmm. over and that the fans are screaming for Jamie Hayter. They want to see her. They want to see uh, Willow Nightingale now. She's another one who's organically over that they've been calling for. Um, The more of that we start to see, I think the more you can't start to deny them seeing these people so and then we got um, returning things
1: like that big reho pop from the other day like we got a lot of pieces that are bringing this thing together baby
3: (laughs) the reho pop (laughs) the the reho pop was great all the all of the memes that sparked out of this uh, yes of triple h fierce reho was hilarious so Uh, good uh rio was was trending for a second before the show even started because Mm. uh that she picture tweeted, of her backstage w- yeah. got everywhere, and then everybody was like, "Oh, it's over." NXT lost, and so um, <laughs> when she actually came out and it got the pop, I, it made it even funnier. It um, did. Um, I just love that Rio just now has like this internet um, fan base that has nothing to do with like her character or her wrestling. It's just this idea that she single handedly <laughs> beat NXT. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's perfect. It's so um, good. But no, I was really happy to see Rio too. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, if you're giving me Rio versus Tony Storm at some point, come on, man. Yeah, She uh, wrestled uh, Jungle Kiona on Dark the other night. Looking forward mm. to that match. Well, not the other night, Friday. Um, yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to that. But, yeah, really happy for Willow. Um, really deserves this. I, she was definitely one of those people from Ring of Honor that was like, yeah, you've got to sign her. Um, mm. There's still some people from Ring of Honor that I'm like, come on, what are you waiting for? Get them Trish. over here yeah come on, get trish over here mm-hmm. uh but yeah no, it's great um i I love that she got her moment in the ring. It wasn't like she's all elite, and she got the graphic afterwards. They put the graphic on the screen at uh Daly's place, so that was a cool moment for her um oh, and yeah. Maria's there now yeah and, wow. and, uh,
1: yeah i I, yeah,
2: I I did love Willow tweeting that she didn't even know it was on the screen um mm. that like that was a big part of the pop uh and you know it's just it's a good genuine moment I, I beautiful really moment that man oh yeah.
1: my god so great yeah, yeah. that was uh,
2: cool to see that graphic um and yeah and uh, speaking of yeah you said maria's there i knew they'd be mad i didn't think they'd say anything publicly but like a few people about um <laughs> oh, the kingdom showing up before they uh... blown off. because like i watched impact this week um i watched it the last couple of weeks but of course there was a big blow off at the end of impact this week where uh you have the big moment at the end with pco um and did they honor do a no loser
1: least town match or something like that no
2: they just they lost uh so honor no more lost the or no, specifically the ogk lost the titles mm-hmm. to um he slater and rhino um and <laughs> what <laughs> oh my god your face i
3: yeah. Uh, yeah i don't know what they're doing over there bro
2: Oh yeah, so they lost the tag titles to Heath Slater and Rhino, and then afterwards there was a big uh, <laughs> moment of "Are you committed to uh, honor no more?" And um, yeah, it's so. But the fact was, watching this, knowing that, well. Three people from this segment already showed up in AEW.
1: <laughs> I don't think they have an alliance to honor, honor No More. They are out it. They have honor but like,
2: but like in the segment, they're like, no, 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 no. We're, we're here. We're with you. And uh, I'm like, uh... <laughs> so I get what they're mad about. I didn't think they'd say it publicly, but like Brian Hebner was pissed. Brian Hebner uh, actually said publicly. He's like, you couldn't have waited just like one week.
1: Dude, dude, come on. You know, uh, like shooting uh the ROH or the OGK some bail, Ring of Honor, everybody or Impact, everybody reads those spoilers, dude. Nobody's watching your show, like, oh, I don't know what happens. Everybody knows what happened. So relax. I don't think it's real.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, what did you want them to wait? It, it's not, it's not everybody else's fault that other people are live shows and impact right. is not live anymore. It's tape shows. I mean, I don't think they did it intentionally to screw over impact. I think no. it was just it was just bad timing. You uh, think they're supposed
1: to be like, oh no, we're not we're gonna wait to be on TV. No, we got an opportunity yeah, right now. Not, I'm going.
3: <laughs> they're not under contract anymore, so no, they don't have an obligation to wait. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it's weird. Uh sorry, I just got a text.
2: Uh so I'm gonna keep doing the show as much as I can, but apparently carpet cleaning guys are showing up here and like they said we'll be there by noon I'm like uh oh so i'm like oh uh, <laughs> uh, you getting the Stanley uh, steamers coming through what's going on oh, so that's what's up uh, so yeah they they might be coming to to clean up this carpet here um, which you could probably
3: use it's been a couple years uh but uh, yeah but no i'm i'm very happy for willow happy for maria mm-hmm. and uh, the kingdom as well um, of course, you're gonna get people that are like, "Oh, why do we need the kingdom?" It's like, just I think it's this weird thing with wrestling fans where if it's something for them, they'll go up for it. But if it's not something for them at all, it's just like, "Well, why do we need this?" Uh, mm-hmm. you might not like it, but somebody else somewhere might like it. You don't have to dump on something just because it ain't for you. Right? Hey, I mean, I can think of a purpose. So, let's
2: say hypothetically, the elite is returning soon, which a lot of people believe at this stage that uh, some people believe they could be back as soon as Full Gear. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, there's pretty much a lot of people thinking that the Elite are going to be back. The Elite still have a story that's incomplete, which is that they've got a beef with one Adam Cole. Adam Cole at one point had a trio that was himself, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. But Kyle Riley's going to be out a long time from that neck injury. Bobby Fish is... Uh, Somewhere. Cutting silent promos. <laughs> um, and so Adam Cole, whenever he's due to return, don't have a group.
3: Right. No, man. Except oh, there is a group that and Adam Cole... Seed. have there been was, planted already. There
2: was a group that Adam Cole was a the leader of at one point uh-huh. that was called... Uh, the kingdom and it consisted of Adam Cole Matt Taven Mm -hmm. Mike Bennett Mm -hmm. and Maria Kanellis Mm. almost as if you could resume the story with Adam Cole's other faction have them reunite uh you actually the funny thing is Tony Khan actually owns all the footage of that version of the kingdom that all belongs to Tony Khan so like he could uh you could do the kingdom versus you know what the kingdom had wars with the bullet club as well so yep. like that's also stuff you can all call back to um yeah some may recall a main event that consisted of the kingdom's adam cole uh mike bennett and matt taven against the young bucks and aj styles uh that saw maria take three super kicks mm-hmm. um and uh but otherwise that's something you could revisit that is a way to kind of pay the story back off of Adam Cole, because as a matter of fact, it would almost bring Adam Cole full circle, like in a right. way where Adam Cole came into AEW and he rejoined the elite. And then, um, he also reformed the undisputed elite and like the last piece of it, since you can't really do Mount Rush war anyway, um, the last piece of it would be, Hey, bring it back around to the kingdom and then have ultimately Adam Cole decide he doesn't need any groups at this point. He's just Adam Cole. But you have to pay off the elite versus Cole and his cronies. And I think if you can't have the
3: undisputed elite, the kingdom's the right one for it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also had him try to buddy up with uh leader of the Bullet Club, Jay White. And Jay White was just like, eh, you're cool and all, but I'm champion. Get out of here. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> um, and so, no, you can always have the revenge of that at some point of him having another match with, with Jay White or doing something else with the Bullet Club because they have history there. Um yeah, I I think the Kingdom Coming in is cool. I, I think that I think that those guys have been a great tag team really for like about a year now. Like if people haven't mm-hmm. been watching, I know people still have this irrational hatred towards Matt Taven mm-hmm. because of the Ring of Honor title situation at Madison Square Garden. But yes. Taven and and Bennett together have been a good tag team.
1: Yeah, Taven used all that hate that he was getting and turned it into "I'm really that dude." And Taven is very underrated. And you're gonna see when the Kingdom gets their shit off in the tag team division of AEW
3: that these guys can really go. So it's fine. Just
1: some time will take. Sometimes yeah, for these people. You
3: know, if if we get Taven versus Jericho out of this, oh, I'm gonna right. laugh pretty hard.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and look, um, full uh, I guess CM Punk disclosure here as he continue I mean, as that line always plays through my head. That um, obviously I, I big up my friends and Matt Bennett is a or Mike Bennett is a friend of mine. But um, but the funny thing is, I think a lot of people have the the stink of Mike Canellis on their brains, they and did. not even like two hundred five live Matt Canellis who was actually doing some pretty great stuff. But they have yeah. like um, Jobber Mike Canellis uh, in their heads of who they think Mike Bennett is, and I think it is interesting because I think the Boston strong style stuff he's been doing this year on the Indies has been really, really good. And I think if you could see what Mike brings to the table now, um, it's really great stuff. I don't know. I think that you kind of just have to get a little bit of the preconceived notions about the kingdom out of your head or they might come in and stink it up. Who knows? But um, let let, let them
1: prove themselves. yeah, Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I mean, if they won't come and stink it up at all, no way. If if you're immediately putting them in a feud with arguably, well, not even arguably at this point, the best tag team in the world in FTR, they're gonna yeah. have a they're gonna have a good match with them. FTR has been killing it this year. That that match from Royal Quest was incredible. Oh my and I, god! I can, god and I can tell you, I guess match. from a because
2: uh, I don't know if this is out there, but from a report standpoint, this probably could have been a Fightful Select thing, but I'll drop it for my. Uh, for the Grap City faithful. Yeah, baby. FTR is the one who wanted this match, um, the the kingdom. Yeah, so. um They're who made it happen. And so, uh, I think FTR definitely has an eye for the matches they know that they can deliver with. They yep. tried their hardest for the longest time to make the Briscoes match happen. They made it happen. They five-starred mm. that shit twice. Mm. Um, they wanted uh ozzy open to happen and
3: yeah <laughs> wanted their rematch with the they, bucks
2: got the tv match and it was incredible like these guys know where they're gonna deliver and
3: yes. uh it's, so yeah I, I think it it's well. a good sign i mean yeah. if really if if you wanted to put the ring of honor titles on anybody else um, the kingdom is not a bad idea because right. you could also run that full circle and have Adam Cole come back and start gunning for the Ring of Honor World Title. Um, yep. you, you have avenues you could go with that. There they could they could
1: be not- the uh, the final battle match for FTR for sure for the Ring yeah, of Honor. I, th- I think they're
2: though. going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I Adam Cole though is where I think the kingdom ultimately needs to. How happen.
1: far out is Adam Cole? Do you have any idea? Uh, really. Uh, it, I mean, it's kind of it's a day by day thing at this point. The bad
2: now. concussion that he had that he got at uh, Forbidden Door, and concussions are yeah, so concussions are ones you touchy. Just to, yeah. So, uh, Mister Faze says, "Was the reports true about the ROH or AEW and ROH HBO Max deal happening soon?" Um, my understanding is yes, uh, but. That's really just still rumor um, that if it's going to be announced, it'll probably be announced at final battle. Um, so that's a good home for him. If that ends up being the case, it's I do Amazing know. home. Yeah. I don't know when and where they tape it, but yeah, if you can get yourself weekly on HBO max, um, I know HBO max likes the idea of having a show that produces 52 episodes a year that has people coming back to the app once a week. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, they already have that in, game of thrones it brings millions per week but also uh game of thrones only does like 13 episodes a season so mm-hmm. at that stage you're not going to have people 52 straight weeks coming back to the app but it, if you can get people using the app for that long any content that they can have in that regard is something that they'll look at positively so right um
1: i hope I so can- we're crossing our fingers for that that'll be badass for ring of honor
2: yeah Pastel the Blurred says, Vinny Mac out of WWE and CM Punk possibly returning? Loco. 2022 keeps wilding. So let's talk about that. The story came out of The Observer this week. Uh, big bombshell they dropped. That And, and you know, it was funny because this was the, the, uh, the thinking everybody kind of had uh, when it first dropped. The When mm-hmm. everything first happened, the, the initial thought was, oh, CM Punk will be bought out of his contract. Um, but the story that The Observer dropped is that they are in talks with CM Punk about buying him out of his contract and that the holdup right now is the non-compete. I fully understand that from a business standpoint that if you're going to buy Punk out of his contract, you're likely going to be paying him millions. You do not want to be paying CM Punk millions to then have him go sign another million-dollar contract with another company and be like, not only did we pay you millions to not be here, but now somebody else is paying you millions to be there like uh that 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 doesn't work. So I fully understand needing a lengthy non-compete clause. I don't know what lengthy in this case means, but Like you think uh, they're trying
1: to attach it on to like the end of his injury thing?
2: Um I don't know. I think about Brock Lesnar having a a, a really lengthy non-compete clause Mm -hmm. when he left WWE in 2004 that he had so many years left on his contract that basically I believe the non-compete was like, uh, yeah, it's through the remainder of what your contract was supposed to be. You can't Mm -hmm. compete anywhere else as a professional wrestler. Uh, And then he went to do Japan anyway. Right. uh, They tried to put a stop to that but uh,
3: went to New Japan and took the belt and went home and wouldn't bring it back. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Entitled little
1: punk. Yeah. And so
2: they had already done. um, So we've seen cases like that where somebody had a lengthy Mm -hmm. contract, they had time left on it and uh, they left and in their leaving, it was, um, they had a really lengthy non-compete to go with it. Renee Paquette was another one who had a non-compete that went almost like a year uh, when she left and so I don't know what it would look like for him but the talk is of course why would they want a non-compete if they didn't think he had a opportunity to go to world wrestling entertainment mm-hmm. um, and there's
1: only one place that can afford millions for a person
4: and that's yes, there's the only the one place he could afford world to go that is
2: WWE mm-hmm. uh, would he go back who knows uh, obviously, this is an industry where you can absolutely never say never. You can't. And, <laughs> and WWE now has, like, I will tell you what WWE's incentive is at this stage. They don't have to have questions now. Questions right. not answered. The questions mm-hmm. of, can CM Punk still go? Does he still have anything to offer? Yep. AEW answered that for you, didn't they? <laughs> they answered mm-hmm. that for about a year. That... Punk does did have stuff to offer. Uh, that punk does still garner great crowd reactions, and he does still know how to command on the mic. Uh I mean,
1: he's that, valuable. A, it, he's if people valuable. try to say he's not valuable. He didn't move the needle. All that—that's bullshit. It's all it, a it, bunch that's, of that's dumb.
3: <laughs> no, yeah. yeah,
2: it's. I've been waiting for Chicago Phil to chime in here, but. <clears> uh,
3: it, no, it's it's tough, man, because I've uh, I've been mentally preparing myself for this for a while yeah. because I feel like it was inevitable um, that this was going to come out, that they were trying to buy him out. Um, I feel like I've known for a while that he's basically gone. Um, and I know people are still trying to go, well, you know, he might not be gone or holding out hope. I think he's gone. Um, and I've been, like I said, mentally preparing myself for that because, man, this is where we wanted him to be. Um, When you think about him coming back to wrestling no i didn't want him to go back there i wanted him to go to an alternative i wanted him to do all the things that he's told us that he wanted to do um and it looked like he was happy man it looked like when he first got there he's doing what he wanted to do um this was a great place for him he was getting to work with indie guys and do stuff outside of the wwe bubble um so on sub levels, it's a, it's a downer. You um, got to
2: have his ring of honor legacy honored like that. Yeah. He had to come out to his ring of honor music in a big mm-hmm. moment in front of that
3: Orlando crowd. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So in some ways it's a downer, but at the same time, are you kidding me? What a year we got like that right. return. Um, that, uh, the, the stuff with MJF, the Eddie feud, the, uh, just small things like the, the match with 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 uh David Garcia, the match with uh League Penta. Lee the match with Penta, I mean Big every, Homie. I mean, big yeah. homie,
1: that's on the Big Homie's top five. Yeah, probably the, the, it's probably number one, honestly, against CM like, Punk like, uh, fucking like plan, t- Tony Khan
2: Tony Khan said it himself. Uh, he felt like the biggest shift in uh FTR came from when they got to be around CM Punk because mm-hmm. it, let's yeah. face it, it is uh FTR, I felt like their first year at AEW was not living up to their potential of what we knew they could be in AEW. Um, And something just wasn't clicking. And when it probably started to click around September of of 2021, and CM Punk showed up in August, Mm -hmm. like something turned on with them. And he said... uh, Tony was like, he's been such a great influence on them and ended up giving them, they're now having the best year of their careers.
3: I mean, look at the other stuff. He's linked to send hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at him being linked to Dan Housen and what that helped, what Dan Housen helped for him. And that's right. not to say that he helped put Dan house over Dan Housen was already over, but I mean, all this stuff that he was linked to, he was doing fun stuff, man. I think that, um. There were questions at one point about what a CM Punk comeback would look like. And I thought we got a great comeback. I thought he had Mm -hmm. great matches. He was having, he was cutting great promos. Uh, He was doing good feuds. I think it's
2: odd, honestly, that, you know, we've been talking about how much everything, there's there's been a lot of people who are using kind of the end of his run to um, basically make that an indictment of the entire run. Right. Guys, like, up until the week after Quake by the Lake, there was no negatives about CM Punk's run. Uh, no. It was considered... It was all great. Yeah, it was all considered, like, net positive. This was mm-hmm. all... You know, he came back and he worked a full-time schedule for AEW. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah,
3: he seemed well-liked for a while, too. It did. Yep. We weren't getting any of this stuff with backstage stuff until, like, the last few months.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it was and
3: honestly it was like that last month it
2: was really like he came back with a chip on his shoulder matter of fact that's that's kind of the thing i want to talk about because ultimately even still talking about all of this there's nobody i blame more than cm punk for any of this right um and i know that there's a lot of elite detractors there's a lot of hangman detractors there's um uh, who say you know well hangman um you know he did the thing in the promo with cm punk and he brought up Stuff, nothing that anybody else did, did as much public damage as CM Punk. And I will say that Hangman, Hangman did the workers' rights promo. Whether or not he should have done that is irrelevant. Because at the end of the day, the average fan didn't catch what that was about at all. Nobody knew. CM Punk publicly calling out hangman and hangman not coming out. I think was a hundred times worse than, uh, because at the end of the day, hangman was still, even if he should have run it by CM punk, he should have run it in by anything. Hangman was still using, was still building to the match at double or nothing. There was still an angle at play here. It was still to build heat between two guys. CM Punk and Hangman Adam Page going into Double or Nothing. When CM Punk came back after uh, Quake by the Lake, when he came back at Quake by the Lake in that very next week, he called out Hangman. That didn't have shit to do with anything that was happening on TV. That couldn't have built to anything that was happening on TV. Hangman wasn't involved in any of that. And so at that point, all you did was derail the show. So I think that was a 100 times worse. I get that you felt Hangman needed a receipt, but I felt like, you weren't doing anything to enhance the TV show. You were literally just doing you. And that was bad enough, right? And so there was a big talking to the following week. There a big meeting talking about going into business for yourselves. All stuff like that. Uh, and we thought all of that was past, And then he did the media scrum where he went even further. And it was like... Everything that CM Punk did up until that point, he was putting it under the guise of, you know, the hangman needed a receipt. But, like, did hangman need that? I don't know. Uh, Did he need as much of a receipt as what came from the media scrum, what came from any of that stuff? And then that ultimately led... So, like, again, when you look at it from a company standpoint, CM Punk did the most in those in that little three week span to hurt company perception more than anything else Mm -hmm. and like that sucks because he had also done for a year a lot to help company perception right and in three weeks he like did so much to undo it and that shit sucks Mm-hmm. and i hate that because i was so happy with how that run was going with how m- much fun it seemed like he was having he was even telling people how much he was looking forward to coming back and how much more unfinished business he had and i yeah. hate to see it in that way
1: yeah yeah after the uh game. after the after he called out hangman he had the one up he could have been he could have moved on cuz like in in the eyes of it it looks like you're went like you called him out and he didn't come out you You got this here like you could move on from this but i mean it's petty phil he's not gonna move
3: on as we can see nah nah. i I think i think as he showed in that in that promo he felt he was owing an apology um, right and it never really happened Mm -hmm. um right and i won't get into the into the what went wrong because i think if we go into the what went wrong i mean we've we've talked to death about whatever the the brawl out and all the stuff everything else that's happened um i just think it's a bummer that you know this couldn't have ended in a better way um because like i said i do think he had a fantastic year um no complaints about any of the stuff on tv all that stuff was great are you kidding me as a fan i told i sat on this podcast and told you guys i didn't go to money in the bank in 2011. Bro, I was there for almost everything that this man did for a year. I, it, it, I this couldn't have been any more fun for me as a fan. This right. couldn't have been any more fun for me to cover um, as a writer and as a podcaster. I can go into what he's done for my career and how much that has, ma- how much he has mattered in a year, not just as a fan. And again, I don't want to just gush over that because you guys know I'm a CM Punk fan, right. but um like i so i don't i don't really have any complaints about that i'm i'm grateful for all that are you kidding me being right. in in vegas with my friends seeing my Absolutely. guy win a championship come yeah. on man, see him win a championship in chicago the second time um uh, being there for the first mjf promo with him the day before thanksgiving um
2: the only one you missed was the mjf punk match which i thought was a phenomenal match and that was just because of weather Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
3: the, I wasn't there be- because of weather. I mean, I of course the revolution match and everything from that to dog collar stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think the feud with MJF is going to go down as one of the best AEW be of the year ever. I
2: think, and I don't think there's a better rivalry this year,
3: honestly. Right. Yeah, I, I, so you know all of that stuff is great, but man, there's so much stuff he's still left on the table. Like he did. never got the Omega match, man. We never got like we're supposed of- to
1: get a Tanahashi match. Shit.
3: We, yeah, we never got. <laughs> we never got the rematch with Brian that I thought that they were building to, I mean, to, to know that they built up to a new Japan partnership and had it in the United center. And he didn't get a chance to be a part of it. And he's not going to be a chance get a chance to be a part of it next year. All of that stuff is a downer, but man, what a year, what a, what a time to be a fan for me. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, it just sucks that this isn't going to end on a, on a great note. Um, If you go into the WWE stuff, if you have my preference i don't want him to go back there mm-hmm. there's something so demoralizing about the way he left there and everything that happened and to think about him going back there but at the same time when you're talking about business are, roman versus punk could possibly be the biggest wrestling match mm-hmm. of this generation mm-hmm. i mean for the story stuff from when he left um for the needle mover stuff all the stuff you can build into this match no if you want to give punk his wrestlemania main event that's the that's message and mm-hmm. if and if 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 there is business to be made there and it happens i would be into that i would be into right. seeing him against roman are, are you kidding me him going against my other favorite wrestler and rollins after mm-hmm. the rollins stuff with backstage all of the story they could stuff they could do there all of that would be great if it was my preference though you I, would want him, I would want him to stay in AEW, but it is what it is. Do I think that this makes him radioactive, all the stuff with AEW? I did think that at first, um, but looking at, what he, again, what he did for AEW business-wise, what he's done since the brawl out. I don't care what anybody says, this guy was the headline everywhere. He was the thumbnail on everybody's YouTube channel for a good three weeks because no, you can't say this guy is an, a needle mover. Whether it's in a positive way or in a negative way, people want to talk about this guy. And so, no, I think there's money to be made if he wants to go to WWE. And I, I don't care if there's bad feelings. Money being made is always, is always the, it's always gonna change everything.
2: I will be right back because my carpet cleaner showed up, and I'm gonna try and install them.
1: So installing, yeah. So
2: uh, you guys keep it going.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's um, it's crazy. I don't think the end is gonna do anything for me. Like I think the in a capsule, everything the run is great. Like when we eventually get this AEW streaming service, whatever it is, and we get to be able to watch it back. That's forever. Like no matter what the brawl out, whatever happened. I mean, like We still got the Vegas moment. We still I, got the dog collar. We still have all these great moments that I don't think takes away. I don't think the end of it takes away. The end of it sucks. It really sucks, but are, the run was so great that it's hard to be like. Are we
3: too close to this uh, for me to admit that a lot of this is also very funny to me because yeah. um, <laughs> when you really think about it and, and, and things that Punk is known for, I've, I have watched that episode of The Art of Wrestling countless times with him in right. I've, I've listened to that podcast constantly and so what i think of like all-time wrestling moments and things that are like like synonymous with cm punk's career is that podcast And right. now i feel like this media scrum moment is gonna be one of those moments that it <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be like a defining moment for him in his career for better Damn. or worse and just thinking about the fact that I was sitting there in the room you watching you do this in person is just crazy <laughs> to me, and like everything that's come out of it is just so—it's so bizarre. Oh. And like I said, I—I I hate what it's done for AEW perception-wise. Right. I hate—I hate that this turned into a fight. But some of this stuff was very funny. I'm sorry, him sitting there eating muffins and going in his rant. Some of that stuff is hilarious.
1: Hilarious. Um, he tried to dunk on the homie right out the gate. Like, are you be doing tried improv? To dunk on or Nick like, bro, come on, man. All of that um, stuff's funny yeah. again.
3: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to dismiss the fact that he also, you know, ran down the company, ran down. Yeah. Hangman, all of that stuff sucks. But at the at the end of the day, man, all this stuff is entertainment, man. And definitely, it, it was a lot of stuff from that media scrum that was very entertaining. I'm sorry, it's <laughs> so pro, pro wrestling at the end of the day. Funny. Pro wrestling,
1: it's like this is old. Like this isn't nothing that happened is new. Like this has happened before. People yeah, have had wild shit like that. There's been backstage fights, and like I think even with the like, I believe he's gonna go back to WWE because it's pro wrestling. Like, of course, and- man. People keep hanging on to this idea that it's just Triple H's, uh, it's just his call for CM Punk to come back. No, dude, there's like so many hands. If somebody up there is like, if Fox again is like, yo, you know what? We talked before, and we wanted CM Punk do it again, bring that boy back. They're gonna bring him back. They're not gonna be like, oh, Triple H is is against it. That's not. Yeah, no, it's not. And Triple H is not gonna be against it because he
3: likes money, dude. He don't care about that. Listen, and I don't even think it's just the money. I think. When you look at what Triple H was saying when Punk left, yeah. and being able to have that smug smirk on his face when he has to come back exactly. and sign a contract, <laughs> exactly. no, he's going to feel like he won. <laughs> um, and so you can you say think I Triple hate H
1: doesn't want to have that
3: moment. No, he's so no bad. No, he's he's gonna <laughs> he may very well not like the guy, but at the same time, knowing what I know about that company and him, and him being able to feel like the guy that brought CM Punk back. No, that's a W for Triple H. That's a big time W for him. About to
1: start in the ring like an NXT show. No, he is going to
3: cut the biggest (laughs) I told you promo on this guy someday. And no, man, it's possible. I mean, look. We just went through all of this stuff with Carl Anderson and him going, I'm never going back there and NXT NXT sucks and you know, I'm never gonna do one of those Saudi shows again. This guy comes back and look, he's wrestling on NXT this week and possibly going to well now you possibly is going he's to Saudi going Arabia and, instead of going to New Japan. Yeah, and missing a new Japan booking. What yeah, so Amazing. man, it's all possible. Again, all this stuff is entertainment. I know that people were on their high horse about the about the brawl out and everything, but I think years from now, people are still going to talk about that moment and laugh about it because there's certain Definitely. stuff about it that is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Eating muffins
1: and drinking a seltzer. That's hilarious. That's forever. You know? Yeah. Yo, shout out to Mindy's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Van Twin Blade says, uh, just a note, Glory Pro is now part of Fight TV. Oh,
1: awesome. That's awesome yes. for Glory Pro.
2: Yep, I did hear that this week, actually, because... Mm. Uh, Actually, it was Van Twinblade who let me know. Um, so, Meet Normus said, Shout out to my 2-0 Wizards. we on the Boo. way to a four-seed <laughs> second round. <race. laughs> Let's fucking go.
3: Boo.
1: 2-0 Wizard. You nasty for that one, Meet Normus.
3: Boo. They, they hey, looked I'm like just... they were ready to lose that game, too. Demar was, Demar was coming for blood at the end that game. Mm. Hey, I'm just happy
2: that... Uh, that basketball season's back it's like, hot
3: too man they start John
1: morant went nuts, absolutely insane last night that guy how do you jump that high i just i I need they need to bring back that sports science show and get this guy in there because what the fuck,
2: man like i just having the amount of fun with uh with inside the nba they're so Ugh. good that is the greatest show possibly Not, ever made
1: i watched half of the game last night standing up that's why i was like oh basketball's back i'm stressed out watching this stupid game with these stupid guys and i know steph's gonna wait until it's time to do his Yo. thing i hate him
3: <laughs> yeah man inside the nba um this week chuck uh talking about popovich and saying man popovich one of the greatest coaches that ever he gave me some great advice and then kitty comes in and goes to stop eating <laughs> <laughs> Like I
2: said, those, that is the best crew on TV and I can't, yeah, no one's bad. It's so good. Now, honestly, like no one's been able to match it. Mm -hmm. Nobody ESPN has tried to get their NBA crew together. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Um and that's funny because even... Shaq
1: was on drink champs talking about it. he said the first year he was trying to be like an anal like he was trying to overanalyze and be that and they were like yo we want Shaq dude like be Shaq what are you why are you acting like yeah that? nobody nobody <laughs> wants that
3: Uh boy bad week for drink champs so. oh, <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> oh
2: but I was gonna say TNT is also tried with their NHL coverage ain't the same, ain't the same uh, they just they don't have that camaraderie that charisma mm-hmm. but yeah, Drink Champs. It's been a rough week for Drink, drink Champs
1: because. Uh, Cloud cha- You can't. Uh, I thought you're supposed to stop Cloud Chasing at an eventual point. When you're uh, up, when you're the standard, why are you still Cloud Chasing? I love Nori. I love Drink Champs, but this was Cloud Chasing 101. I, I, I don't
3: man. think we can talk about Cloud Chasers, Rich. I don't think oh, yeah, people sorry. want us to do that. Yeah, you're right. Damn it. <laughs> I forgot.
1: Trigger words. Let's move on. <laughs> oh,
3: John.
2: <Joel. laughs> All right. The uh, we got trying to figure
1: out which one is next. The laugh I had in the DM about that, I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> so meet normus
2: oh, <laughs> meet Norvis sent a, a second one. He said, um, what's good, City Galaxy how are they going to do Daly's place and not have sue's van the ftr sanford sun truck or the dark order layer cut the shit, tony um i mean i will say the bar that uh orange cassidy made the challenge at was the Daly's place staple mm-hmm. um yeah i we hope
3: had, uh we
2: had the 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 jade stuff with the parking lot stuff this week i hope mm-hmm. the dark order filmed something there uh
1: Oh yeah. Cause BTE doesn't exist anymore. They can't, they're not just filming stuff uh, uh, out there. Right.
2: I hope they film something. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, uh, some stuff on the show, um, that we saw wasn't actually filmed at Daly's place. Uh, but beyond that, like it's <laughs> a, um, I don't know. It's yeah. It, it, it seeing Daly's place did bring back some memories. Um, Some good, some bad, in that. Look, I don't ever want to be reminded of fanless wrestling again. That's just the time I don't want to ever go back to. Every time somebody posts a clip, I'm like, stop it.
1: Hey, speaking uh, of places, Will, we got a great surprise this week along the AEW live show front. New Year's, somebody gets to have a little great time out in Colorado for an AEW show. It's lit out here for you boys. On January 11th, Los Angeles. I can't be more excited to watch some. Uh, Let me tell you how little
2: anybody had any idea. So I've been trying to make New Year's plans. Right. I texted Swerve and I'm like, hey, so what are you getting into for New Year's? Um, Maybe I'll go wherever you are. And he was like, man, I don't know what we're doing for New Year's. We're trying. We might be trying to figure that out ourselves. And then all of a sudden they announced New Year's smash in Denver. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I You're him. like, oh, that. <laughs> what what date does that fall on? The twenty eighth. It's a December twenty eighth. Yeah. Mm. And so I texted him and I'm like, okay, so guess you'll be out here. And he goes, uh, wait, what? And I said, you not see they announced Denver is <laughs> wait <the home?"> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, you see Denver is the home of uh, New Year's Smash. He's like, no, I didn't even see that. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be here. So we're I've already got some cool stuff set up for it, Um Dope. and some things I'm uh some irons i have in the fire as far nice. as uh things coming our way he, are look, you there hasn't been any like... driving to
3: colorado Rich? <laughs> uh
2: like there hasn't been a how far as that um, uh well when i moved from california uh it took well we ended up taking 4 days cuz we stopped yeah. in every state Road i mean trip, we, I yeah we we oh, well, we moved right so we had right. a whole life so it was like <laughs> <clears throat> ain't no rush. <laughs> okay. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to get there when we get there. So I remember mm-hmm. we stopped in Nevada and, oh, here's a fun story. I uh, get to bring it around to childhood and stuff. Phil and I like talking about. So when power Rangers first came out, I lived in Los Angeles. Maybe this is something only LA kids know about, but power ranger anything was impossible to find in the city of los angeles sold out everywhere every single store you went to you could not get a power ranger toy action figure didn't freaking matter you were never gonna find one in los angeles they were gone and that's all i wanted i just wanted one power ranger action figure. give me a tommy give me anything i'll take a kimberly just give me something Every single store we ever went to, I remember birthdays were really disappointing because we get to them stores, Toys R Us, Target, didn't matter. They weren't carrying Power Ranger stuff or they, they carried it, but the section was empty on this road trip that we took to move to Colorado. We stopped in Nevada, Nevada had Power Ranger toys, (laughs) (laughs) they have had them, uh, we had to stop at like a target just to like get, I guess maybe something to eat, drink, whatever we're walking through and i see just shelves lined with them and that was where i got my it was in nevada i got my first ever power ranger action figure it was a flip head tommy um and then we went through utah utah also nothing but power rangers toys everywhere apparently it was just like la you just couldn't get them because of la's population i guess
3: i don't know was it that way in chicago uh Oh, not that I know of. I just know that there were certain places where, you know, that uh, during the height of pa- Power Rangers, you could only find certain figures. Like uh, the Tommy figure sold fast, Red Ranger, right. fast. Uh, like, so a lot of times um, you ended up with like either Black Ranger or Blue Ranger f- figures because they were everywhere. Um, it was harder <laughs> to find other figures. Um, and of course, yeah. like all of the girl figures were always everywhere. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have a, I do have a flip head Kimberly, but uh, it's still
2: in its package and it's signed by Amy Jo Johnson somewhere over on the yeah. show.
3: So. Yeah. I think that's how, that's also how I became a Blue Ranger fan because like always <laughs> find don't... Blue Ranger stuff. And then like I, Billy was cool. Like Billy was the dude that I related to. I've, I've, I've told stories before that. I know that we were supposed to relate to Zach because Zach's the black character and like, but I was never as cool as Zach growing up. Ever, um, like I I couldn't I dance. Have, I, I I didn't have those I, moves. Yeah, no, I'm saying same. I, way. I didn't. I didn't. You guys I, both had
1: better hairlines than him, though.
3: Nah,
2: that guy right now. <laughs> no, if you see this hairline right he, now? He had the that re- thing remove. is not moving. <laughs> that
3: thing's not moving, bro. He got the Akon? Yo, Walter Walter Jones still looks great for his age, by the way. Like, yeah, no, he's a beast. That dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, yeah, that's part of how I became a Blue Ranger fan because Billy was a smart one and he like he he couldn't fight he came up with all of the all the move, all of the ways to figure out how to win a fight though and so yeah i became a billy fan so you imagine how excited i was when the movie came out and billy was black i was like these two things merged that i love <laughs> yeah. that's, that's awesome. great stuff hey we got uh
2: let's see this one is from eloquent It says, Nyla Rose and Jade, one of the best programs on AEW today, LOL. Need more of this version of Nyla on my TV, and congrats to Willow. Now, honestly, I've always said, if fans got exposed to funny Nyla more, because every time, we got little hints of it throughout her heel run, but, you know, now that it seems like she might be going babyface, um, getting more funny Nyla is aces in my book.
1: Definitely. Shout out to Eloquent too.
3: Nyla's great. I, I love that she's getting a chance to show more of her personality, which we asked her in our interview, by the way. And she was like, you know, when I will get my opportunities, and we see how that's working. She
1: got her opportunities. She's knocking it out the park.
2: So this can take us into the next topic. We got another Humper Chat. This one's from Kid. He says, after gra- Willow got the graphic, had to blast her great entrance music to celebrate. And in regards to Athena, the fact that everyone other than Athena, Jody, and AEW... Uh, making a big deal over it, tells me everything I need to know about this controversy. Uh, All right. We said we were going to talk about it. People (coughs) asked us to talk about it this week. Then that is the Athena Jody threat clip going around that everybody has decided to weigh in on.
1: So I put out a tweet where I was like, y'all are overreacting. Stop tweeting again? Crazy. Me tweeting again. And... um, After having conversations with a number of different entities and people in the wrestling business, perception has changed a little bit. I'll just say that. Um, It's been really, it's been extreme on both sides of the fence. Some people are like, Athena's nuts. She shouldn't be taking advantage. She's taking liberties. She shouldn't do that to a wrestler. The other side is, this is wrestling. Everything is off the cuff. That's regular what happened. Most people that I talked to, the part that, that they were super upset about was the suplex because it's like she suplexed her out of the ring and you don't have any control. But like when a wrestler loses control and they like you can't they can't stop themselves from being injured or anything like that, that's when. People, when the line gets crossed for a lot of people, like they're okay with like stiff shots and they're okay with receipts. But anytime a wrestler's taking out of their control anything that they can't control and being dumped over the top ropes with no anything is one of those moments. Um, People were upset about uh, uh, how Athena worked. And I heard that a couple people in the company weren't super excited about everything that happened and how she worked too. So Uh. it's, uh, it's tough man so
2: yeah so there's a Fightful Select story about it where Sean had kind of gotten a little more details about um the lack of communication in the match and that Mm -hmm. they were both talked to by management after it was over to make sure everything was okay um and that uh they said they uh those close to Athena believed that this was the way the match was going to go because of her having to switch to a heel role due to Jody's babyface reaction um and that there wasn't a confrontation or anything uh, Mm -hmm. between them after the match Uh, that, you know, because what
1: I also where I'm landing is both of them work like that. Like Jody, if you've seen any Jody threat match, she works, works she goes, she goes for it. She doesn't care about life and shit. She's crazy. And Athena work when she works heel. That's how she works, man. She works works super Mm -hmm. snug. She goes for it. Like it's a different
3: Athena than we're used to, but I understand i get it so i two things happen here because of course um twitter it's never just as simple as why are people being upset with this because you you have people with varying intentions of sharing that clip and what they're blasting on it for and i thought that the way that people were saying this is horrible and just like the the brawl the breakdown in the ring stuff was extremely disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that that stuff looked nearly as bad as people were trying to make it out to be. I thought it looked fine. If you watched the entire match, I thought the match was fine. Um, I thought people were overreacting. It's such Um, a
2: small portion of the match. Like There there are pieces to to pick apart from it, Um, Like especially if you just isolated those clips. Uh, And that's that's the issue I was having a problem with, was that um, the micro-analysts, were essentially judging it off of that clip now i get why aw management had their uh specific issues and um and everybody got talked to the things i didn't like were uh we'll start with the jim I mean, Cornets of the world i mean but in, see right? that's why
3: i said people people responding with various intentions because of course the where the clip originated from is a troll account let's just call it what it is it's a Mm -hmm. troll account it's it's the same stuff we see on twitter all the time people like those botch accounts that'll take a, a small part of a match out of context and go oh look how unsafe and terrible AEW is and i mean I, I didn't see anything in that segment that looked that bad, like she was going to injure Jody. I mean, even the suplex spot, we've seen a thing to do that, that suplex spot. We've seen her do that in NXT. Um, mm-hmm. That's not new. Um, so I didn't understand why people were trying to make it out to be like this horribly unsafe thing out of nowhere. But mm-hmm. once you get the coordinates of the world in there, and I saw Dutch come in, I saw Brian comment, and all these other people. Um, I feel like all these other
1: people that have did shit like that in wrestling matches. Yeah.
3: I I feel like the intent is kind (laughs) of different. And um, I don't know if the undertones were intentional, but there were definitely some undertones there that I didn't like. Um, Yeah. Especially from the cornet tweet, people can say what they want. I'm sure people go, but no, but he's he's a liberal guy. He would never say he,
1: Charlotte he, would be snatched ball headed. He would never yeah, say that. Him
3: him saying that in in a previous era, she would be snatched ball. What yeah. do you mean in a previous he would, era? He would never era, say like, that. About what what previous era are you talking about? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just ah, uh, yeah, I didn't like some of the language around it. It, I, it, it that's was just very what Kramer said
1: there. when Kramer got in trouble. He was on previous. We would have stuck. A, yeah, that's just a Kramer line. This yeah. guy's stripping. Come on, what is oh. this?
3: kramer uh i completely forgot about their michael richardson thing but yeah don't forget uh i haven't liked seinfeld since
2: i still like seinfeld but i can't take kramer yeah. <laughs> like he's he, kramer it like it was like never really my favorite character anyway so i could live without it and yeah. i used to I love
1: seinfeld that used to be my favorite show but it's like this is that's bad man
2: yeah, still one of I, my favorite shows. I I still and like, uh,
3: you know Jerry Seinfeld. If you look at a little too background,
1: I mean it's just like I'll just wash my hands of the show. <laughs> yeah.
3: So yeah, some of the energy behind this I didn't really like. I didn't like yeah. some of the language. I didn't like people trying to make Athena to be out to be this unsafe worker. I just don't right. think that's true. Um, I don't especially think so either. based off of such a small part of the match, like Will said, like trying to trying to make this little breakdown in the ring which looked like a breakdown in communication, which we got confirmation that's what it was and people are just like oh well this is this is the most unsafe thing we've seen like no we've seen Brock they need a bust- performance center <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we've seen Brock burst somebody's head the hard way with his elbows and you're telling me this is just this is so uncomfortable for you to watch like come on man like we've definitely seen worse things in wrestling stop it yes.
1: definitely
2: definitely yeah I, I didn't like any other language either um I listened to Cornette's response. Where he's like, "No, snatch you bald was a thing my mama used to say." What are you talking about? Yeah, racist. I bet. Um, so... I bet she
1: said that, Cornette. <laughs> so... <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, and and Brian last talking about it as if um, uh, he didn't understand why people thought it was racist. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you, uh, you can't be that dumb. But then no. I don't think he was. It felt like he was being disingenuous. Yeah. So. Um, Either way, yeah. I, I did listen to that. Somebody sent it to me. Uh, that wasn't a thing I was gonna seek out on my own. There's a few things this week I wasn't gonna seek out on my own, but I ended up listening nah, to. Um, but uh, yeah. the, <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Tina Keys says on a slight delay. Wanted to send some love from Seattle. Have a great show. Thank you, Tina. Appreciate you, Chris Mueller. Uh, he says name Matt Hardy's first hip hop album.
3: No, nah, only white. No, Matt it Hardy. Sure. He,
2: Matt's gonna call it twist of physic because that's a thing that like <laughs> no. Matt would do, right? No, <laughs> no, physics. No, it, it's... Fizz 8.
3: <laughs> no. It, it's got it's got to be only whites in the joint. Come on! Oh man. <laughs> my god!
1: Silly twist of physics.
3: <laughs> twist of physics. <Fizz> <laughs> I don't yes. know. It's got to be oh, some corny yeah. like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Leonard Ahrens the third says after what I saw Tuesday in Cincy, AEW World Champion MJF is going to be something else entirely. Really, nice. it's going to be an experience. Nice. I have, you know what I keep thinking about? I know what I would do. But obviously, they've already announced Winter is coming. Winter is coming. So far, has already set the precedent for AEW as being the dynamite where you get the biggest world title match you can put on for the year. The first Winter is coming. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega and you changed the title that night so we've already seen that set of standard that set a precedent second winter is coming was hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson went an hour long to a draw what do you do with winter is coming three with an MjF as champion what's what could be as big this year
4: hmm. I only
2: have one option I would throw there but again, you have to smooth a lot over.
1: When's Winder is coming? It's pretty soon after De- four oh, Dece-
3: December fourteenth. Uh, I want to say. Okay. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if you could smooth over Punk, and I think he's hurt. What are you talking? No, not, <laughs> not, not that one.
2: But a match we haven't seen before ever, <laughs> and that would be Kenny and MJF mm-hmm. would be the one for that night to like bring it all full circle to go back to well. At the first Winter is Coming, that was the night Kenny won his title. He established Winter is Coming as an important dynamite. Now bringing it back full circle. If you could somehow pull that off. I can't think of any bigger match for MJF at Winter is Coming this year. But you got to do something big. You've already set the standard that it's got to be biggest world title match you can pull off for the year.
3: Yeah. I mean, you got options there. Um Maybe your boy Wardlow might fill away and by then. And, <laughs> nah, I'm saying, uh, but nah, Look, that MJF <laughs> segment this week was amazing. That the promo he cut was incredible. Uh, the, I, I think the thing that he's improved the most at since he's been back is that people would say that he cut the promos with the cheap heat and you know he'd go for low hanging fruit. I think the character stuff he's been doing with his promos lately has been second to none. Um, Facts. And, Great
1: analyst. So I didn't really think about it. He stopped doing the old look on your Wikipedia to try to find out if you have yeah, like a dead he relative calling, or
3: something. He stopped <laughs> calling people meth heads. Right. Uh, he's like doing the story stuff. It's real. The story stuff he's been doing for the last few weeks has been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that stuff with Regal was amazing. The fact that Regal sat there and listened to all of that and came back and cut a tremendous promo of his own we did not think regal was gonna recover and he said
1: yo do y'all know who i am brother that was great
2: shit but i said this on day after dynamite the part that you can't even account for and what made this so good was the fact that none of this you could have foreseen but you just ended up with all the right elements right like you know uh, we've heard or at least i've heard MjF has told a variation of this story before like it is something he's really been holding on to this is mm-hmm. his truth this is uh, there's a lot of truth to that he held on to that email it was one of those things that really irked him and drove him to becoming who he is today that's mm-hmm. a very true story right <laughs> the things the, the things you couldn't have accounted for you couldn't have accounted for it for William Regal getting fired earlier this year right uh, to suddenly make this the this angle you couldn't have accounted for the plan just six weeks ago was that MJF was going to be feuding with CM Punk. How could you have planned for him to end up in a feud with John Moxley, who is the in the Blackpool Combat Club with William Regal that would bring all this to the surface? There's so many things that literally just the circumstances brought this promo together and made it as good as it was. Goddamn. Yeah, I love yeah when it.
3: somebody called him Syndrome, online i can't stop laughing at that because now i every time i see regal i'm like yeah fly home max i work (laughs) at home but yeah i thought everything that regal did was great his facial expressions during max's promo when he said that made me want to kill myself and he just kind of smirked at him like good (laughs) like (laughs) that was great
4: i Uh, I, I like Uh, how he was ready for he was prepared mm -hmm. the way
2: he's like um if a bloody email is what drove you like i i loved all of that i love basically. man
3: he had bars in there Ooh, yeah, bars I mean, when he uh, was like uh he said man you need a you need a diamond ring to knock people out he said okay <laughs> he's like i use these brass knuckles for fun i just mm-hmm. i did it to do it and
2: he's like uh, but i also love the line where he talked about how he would never attack an announcer because um he's like as far you do what's right and or you do what you have to do in this ring you mm-hmm. know uh he's like anything that happens in this ring fair game fine And he's like but don't attack tony Schiavone on the stage
4: mm-hmm.
3: yeah I, t- <laughs> oh I thought all that stuff was great and i mean it fits right into what he's been doing on commentary because what he's doing on commentary is completely separate from his character stuff he's been doing as a wrestler i mean Man, I think in 2019, 2020, we were saying how Taz was one of the greatest additions to AEW because of what he was doing as a manager and what he was doing as a commentator. I feel like that's the year Regal is having. Regal is tremendous at everything they've been giving him to do. He's great on commentary, he's great as a manager, and this promo was just amazing. Um, Even the character stuff they did at the end of the show with Regal and MJF was just so good. all the story stuff they're doing there i mean the build up from the stuff with mox because of course mjf could always say you didn't really beat me you cheat to be- you cheated to beat me two years ago mm-hmm. and so no i've always been owed my rematch uh it's just a happy accident that this now feels like it's been two years in the making
1: right Yeah.
2: as a matter of fact the thing i'm feeling best about is look I want to make it so that I never have to watch anything from the pandemic again. Mm -hmm. So the fact that MJF versus Moxley was something that was like stuck in pandemic era is a thing that I'm happy to revisit and happy to just have exist here. Now all I need is for... Ray Phoenix to get a rematch against Kenny Omega, just so I don't yes. ever have to watch their pandemic era match, which was yeah, a great yeah. match. But <laughs> you, got,
3: you got to get out of this this uh, PTSD with with <laughs> this stuff sucks, right? man. I don't want to watch <laughs> no, it it doesn't. Shit. Some PTSD of that shit again. Yeah. Some of that stuff is great. pandemic um, is funny. Some of that stuff is great. Like uh, I don't know how this popped up in my in my memories, but I just saw that clip that they played for for Daily's Place when they were leaving Daily's Place to go back to live mm-hmm. and. Just how much stuff has changed. They had the Cody promo at the beginning, the first yeah. uh, Empty Arena uh, promo he cut. That was a and, great video package. I, I agree. I, yeah. A, Shout a lot out of that Jess stuff Pal- was great.
2: Shout out Jess Palumbo who put that video package together. That was great stuff. Um, I yeah, just feel like...
3: We're, we're not erasing Hikaru Shida's reign either. Like, I'm sorry. I just wanted to get another one.
2: Give me another one because like, we're not erasing it, it. watching all that stuff is so hard because wrestling... Part of what I love about wrestling is those moments that where the crowd is just so into something where they get what they were looking for or they don't get what they were looking for and they hate it. Like the crowd adds so much to pro wrestling and to have not had that for so long, like. I was just even thinking about Orange Cassidy winning the All-Atlantic Championship and him standing tall and got to give the people what they want. They're panning across the sold-out Coca-Cola Coliseum. And uh, and the fans are just celebrating. Great moment. And I just thought, God damn, there was a year and a half where I couldn't have seen any parts of this because it would not have happened. It couldn't have happened. Um, it wouldn't yeah. have worked. And yeah. uh, I... I no, I just don't want to go back to watching any of that stuff. I I, um, I,
3: I, I can appreciate pandemic wrestling because there were so many things that happened then. that come on, you can't erase it. Like the year Bailey had in the pandemic, you can't erase that. I mean, really, the the tribal chief I, 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 is what it is it, now because of pandemic. Rome, Thunderbolt, Thunderdome, Rome was a thing. He was amazing in the Thunderdome. I feel like he's better now. I like Rome better now. I. Like, I kind of don't agree, uh, but <laughs> I, 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 won't, I won't get into that. But I just feel mm-hmm. like there were a lot of things from the pandemic that worked. I mean, a lot of Sheeta's run. I mean, that's stuff with Thunder Rosa when Thunder Rosa was first coming over. That's all stuff from the pandemic. Um, So, no, I don't want to throw all the pandemic stuff away. I get why you feel that way, but there's so much stuff from that time period that I is that I don't want to
2: throw it away. I recognize what that it had to be, and it got us through. And, like, obviously, it was better than no wrestling. Absolutely, I right. agree with that. My only issue is I just don't want to go back and watch it. That's all. Um, yeah. So I mean,
3: and speaking of Sheeta, by the way, dead match with Tony Storm. Mm, fire, yes. yeah. super Great fire. Stuff.
2: And I love that the fans were into it. Uh, it was very good. Words from Will's, by the way, says shout out to the three kings of Grapsity. Thank you. Thank do you ever mm-hmm. do you ever see Montez Ford getting a world title run? So that's a toughie. If you tell <laughs> me the, uh, you guys have your own answers on this. I'm yeah. For me, I say, if we're just talking strictly as what he brings to the table, as in as an athlete, as a uh, with his charisma, with his um, with his ability to speak, yes. Do I see him in his current character incarnation? No, but I think it's just a matter of he would need a main event makeover. That's all.
1: I was against the street Profits breaking up months ago, but now if this was what you were gonna do with it, you should have just did the fucking breakup.
3: Um, yeah, I th- uh, is Montez hurt right now? Cause yeah, what's going been, on here? They've been, he had, they've
2: been he, he had the boot on a few weeks ago, but uh, uh, okay, but yeah. but um, okay, that changes that, things. But that boot was a prop, uh, so I don't know if it was a a prop boot to make it look worse, uh, gotcha. or yeah. it was. Um,
1: there's some mystery because they haven't been on TV.
3: Yeah, they've they, they've been working Dawkins matches. They we just got their report that they were impressed with Dawkins as well. Um, mm-hmm. which is great to hear because people were so down on Dawkins at one point and right. acting like he was the weak link of that tag team. And yeah, I don't agree with I don't at like all. that. I, I I think he's a great worker. Um I don't know. I think that uh one of the problems with current wrestling fandom is that people decide they like somebody and so they have to be a world champion now and we right. we don't get the journey to that and i feel like we need the journey of montez getting to that point um yeah, for it I, to I, matter I, and and because I, I feel like the reason kofi winning is so important to a lot of people is because he went on that journey for so long and that's not right. to say that i don't think that montez is ready but i do think that you need to bring your fan base along some to show them like this guy like give him i see i see title reign give him something to show that this guy can be a great singles wrestler Right. Yeah,
2: I, 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 and that's what I'm saying is that you can build him there definitely because he has yeah. all the tools to become a world champion. 100. Um, percent You just have to get him there. Uh, Evil yeah. Diva 1978 says, "Halloween Havoc for my birthday.
3: I hope it's good. I think it will be. I think um, you they got loaded himself. it up.
1: That's for sure.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah uh, big. Speaking of which, I think that that's part of what people misunderstood about what I was saying with Jade uh, is that. Um, we rarely see a black wrestler come in, especially a black woman, and they decide like in their first two years that this is the one that we're going to earmark this person right away and we're going to push them into the title picture. They did that with Jade right away. I don't think people realize she's still only been wrestling for less than two years. Right. And in that time, she already has an undisputed streak. She is the longest reigning black women's champion in her company. That was done in three years, by the way. It didn't take over 40 years. Um, And so I feel like that matters. And that's why I was saying, I was like, it's a big deal for them to decide and trust in someone as much as they trust in Jade. And we just don't see that. That's rarely Mm -hmm. seen. I mean, and to be honest, we don't see the way that they trust Bianca that often either. Because I mean, listen, if you go down the track record of Black women's champions in that company, it's not great. I mean, Mm -hmm. look how Jacqueline became champion. I don't know Mm -hmm. if people remember. That's because... Uh, that they were doing a Mark Merrill stuff with Sable, and it was basically, hey, let's put the title on Jacqueline now for heat, but this is really just for her to hold until Sable wins it. Right. Sable eventually wins it, then Jacqueline wins it the second time against in the Harvey Wippleman match, which was awful. <laughs> and she lost and then, it to Stephanie McMahon, and then she lost it to Stephanie freaking McMahon, getting cheated by DX. Um, and I mean the 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 only the only good black women's title reign I feel like from that time period is the jazz stuff because jazz got to defend it at Wrestlemania right and but even some of that stuff was very short-lived um jazz talked about at that time how she didn't even have action figures she didn't really have merch like that and mm-hmm. so I feel like there has been a track record of black women not being treated as well as they should have in wrestling. I mean, even look at the only black divas champion in Alicia Fox. She was a transitional champion for Molina. I mean, look at Sasha's reigns and how for a long time she didn't have any title defenses, a champion. And so, yeah, if it, takes you this, if it takes you this long to give a black woman 200 days as champion, then yeah, I'm going to say that stat is very telling. And because that stat is telling what they're doing with Jade and Bianca is great yes
2: bars bars uh, on the topic of live morgan
3: joel wood says i
2: think they're adding another element i think they're just adding another element to her character the stereotypical i'm just glad to be here is not really working in 2022 i agree i agree I that yeah i wasn't a big fan of her character at all marcus <laughs> says so iwc had a problem um about the dark match in aew under triple h no black males on premium live events where's the outrage lashley was the u.s champ also nxt is white and gold (laughs) black black adam was good i'm supposed to be seeing that this weekend so i will um it's my son really wants to see it so Mm -hmm.
3: it's tough and that's why i say uh you gotta build guys you gotta build somebody like montez up because i feel like i feel like carmelo was there and i feel like they missed the chance to make him champion and now they're probably gonna call him up and then what do you do with him? Um, I don't know, man, I I don't like the way they took the title off of Lashley either. We've talked about that as well. I just feel like uh, for everything that they've done well with black wrestlers, um, of course, there's always there's always better. And I say the same thing for AEW, Ring of Honor, all these places. Any company. We're, we're looking at the UNWA, book a black champion in, oh in this decade, what's wrong with you? Yeesh.
2: Uh Joel Wood says, I'm on Team Lindsay on this one on topic of Bray. Y'all got to stop with the Bray hate here. Nobody can tell me the favorite Hulk Hogan match. Either Bray is a star.
1: Look, Worst I- comparison. Okay. I hate when people make that comparison.
2: Okay. All I want to say is this, as far as Bray is concerned, in my own defense right now. Right now, as it stands, I'm intrigued by all things Bray right now. Um, I am intrigued by everything he's doing. The moment he shows up with superpowers, I'm out. But... um <laughs> So far, I haven't seen any of that. It seems like we're going with a very psychological angle. He seems to be more of being psychotic. I'm okay with that. I'm intrigued. I'm actually intrigued by all things Bray right now. I have nothing negative to say about Bray Wyatt at all. Um, My problem with Bray, you know, Reg is the one who's on the side of, give me some good Bray matches. I'm on the side of Bray is just shitty creative. And that... um, and Phil is on the side of he doesn't agree with either of those things. Mm-hmm. But like for me, if you can get Bray creative under control, uh and not have it be out of this world wacky, I'm in. I am in and good. So wacky. That, that's all I want to see. No more wacky shit, man. Like get the I, I don't want that shit see, in any of my pro wrestling.
3: But that's I but see, I just think that we pick and choose the wacky stuff that we care about. And I don't. The, the, I, I, well, hold on, hold on. I, because I think there's wacky stuff in wrestling that nobody complains about. But the second is supernatural. Oh well, this is just unbelievable. There's tons of things in wrestling that don't make any sense. But we've been conditioned to like it because it's pro wrestling. Like when you think about people getting knocked out by a title shot, that makes no sense. Like <laughs> somebody getting hit with a belt and that knocks them out makes no sense. But we all have have been conditioned to know that that makes sense because we're wrestling fans. Um, I just. But again. No one's shooting lightning from their hands. No one's... You're still uh, getting knocked out by a piece of fucking leather with a small slither of gold on the front. I'm like, oh, man.
2: Hey, I'm sorry. Them belts right here, things are heavy as shit. I could with enough force, especially that spinner belt Will. right there. That's the heaviest of my belts.
3: With enough force, that would knock somebody out. Spinner belt. Well. <laughs> spinner belt. <laughs> Again, I just think of certain things that we pick and choose, like, it's some stuff is out of a realm of po- a realm of believability but we don't harp on it like some things ferthausen says happy willow
2: is all elite uh she had a botch on the pounce, uh but was a veteran to make an audible to get to the finish uh and nyla using four non-blondes in her promo was great mm-hmm. that was very great uh and uh pastel says willow needs to be the one to take the belt from jay you guys keep going um i have to oh no i don't that's a spam call don't worry about that uh (laughs) i wasn't sure what that phone call was about to be uh we got Then we got a couple more and then i gotta let this carpet guy in he's probably just sitting out in his truck waiting he's like bro Uh, joel says the "The question with punk is his triceps he's out minimum six months will he still want to wrestle will he still be the same guy after surgery i'm not so sure uh, I mean, a tricep is a little bit different than most other injuries. I don't see that being really like a big um, no. career changer the way like a neck injury would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, it says, th- in other words, CM Punk screwed CM Punk. I agree with that.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'd be worried about the injury if it was like a neck or back injury or it was like a knee, because those are usually tough to come back with. But I don't think this tricep thing is going to stop him from coming back and wrestling if he wants to. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so either.
2: Uh, Adam says, "I don't think I'll ever not be mad that they couldn't handle this petty backstage crap like adults." Agreed. I well, the same way.
3: It's tough because I don't think it's, it's just a matter of they couldn't come together and cooler heads got to prevail. Um, I'm privy to stuff that I cannot say. Uh, it's a lot and, going on. And, there's a lot. And, yeah, it's 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 not that simple. But um, I think. It,
2: I think at surface level, I think you can make it that simple. Just based on the fact that when you look at with Tony Khan, when he was talking about the buildup to all Out, one of the things Tony said in one of his interviews, and I, I feel him on this. He said that after all out, I'm going to have one of the best rosters ever assembled and think about how close he was to that, he was that, close. um, we were so close to a roster that had Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, the young bucks, CM punk, uh, MJF, Claudio. Like Swerve, like all of these names that you could not have pictured together on one roster. And we got it for one night. And then after that, we couldn't have that roster again. And just thinking about the idea that, like I get saying like, what thing? And saying that I'm sad they couldn't put all this aside because if they could have, this could have been the best roster ever assembled. And uh, and we're not going to get to see it and uh, that's just a real shame, and that—that's what I, how I feel ultimately is that, yeah. God, if they, if none of these issues existed, I just want to see all these guys work together yeah. and make money together. That's it. That's all I yeah. wanted to see.
3: I don't remember who tweeted it, but somebody tweeted that the, everything was perfect at eleven fifty nine. After that, <laughs> everything just jumped off a cliff. Shame. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, Chris, yes, Christopher Swift asked me, did he try to talk to Hangman? Yeah. Um, so uh, the story I know is that he did confront him after the promo. Um, so it oh, wasn't yeah. a matter yeah. of him uh, keeping this bottled up until he came back from injury. No, um, Hangman very much knew how he felt about that promo. Um, that wasn't an was thing. He knew that before
2: backstage. Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that
3: was, uh, no, that was, uh, yeah, he very much confronted him well before he came back from the injury. There
2: was a meeting that involved the Young Bucks. Hangman, Tony, and CM Punk, and Mega, like all in the same room. Um, yeah, and
3: see, that's why I'm saying again, there's other stuff. It's not just the, it's not just the brawl out. It's not just him doing that in the media scrum. Um, it's other stuff that also led to this buyout. So that's why I'm saying it's not as simple as them saying that, you know, why couldn't he and the Elite talk to each other and just sort this out? It's because it's more that happened than that. Right. Yeah.
2: Uh, Max says, Punk's inability to remove the chip off his shoulder has come to define his career at this point, which is a shame because of the run he was having. Um,
3: ah, man, He's such a fascinating dude, not just as a character, but just as a person to me, because ah, there's certain stuff that I'm just like, dude, just let it go. Mm-hmm. Or uh, just the stuff that he hangs on to uh And the stuff that you know I appreciate him for as a person it's just like it's so weird because you get so many conflicting stories about who this guy is. It's like you'll get stuff like that or people think he's a jerk, but you'll also get other stories where people really like him and people think that he's a genuine they nice love his guy. advice,
2: they feel like he seems, yeah. uh, he sticks around um it's I know it's that weird. uh having been around uh after AEW events I've seen c m Punk around I was Um, and I've talked to him and Mm -hmm. he was very kind and, uh, you know, just seeing all the AEW talent, just kind of being together and having that camaraderie, CM Punk was a part of that, uh, the times I saw. So, um, yeah, uh,
3: it, it, it does suck. Every time I think about it, it's just like, man, I do wish that they could have just figured this out, but I understand why they couldn't again. I can't say everything I know about why they couldn't but I know why they couldn't. <laughs> right. Shame monster says
2: Starks, Hobbs and Brody King missing lately is weird. Put the dynamite diamond ring on Starks and keep him in a smaller feud with the firm. Um, I don't know why Starks is missing. Cause he's been at the shows. I don't know why Hobbs is missing either. Um, but, and then Brody King, I know they just kind of have a little bit on hold with the uh, house of black stuff. Um, a new rag says, uh, I want to see Danielson as a W champ possibly beating MJF. It's really hard to see losing championship match. Don't see Brian signing another contract. Um, I, I mean, no, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, I disagree. I, as well. I, I think
3: he's, I think he's having a great time doing what he's doing. I think stuff like him winning championships is stuff that we want from him. I don't yeah. think he cares that much about. That I don't stuff. think so. Either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah.
2: They, yeah, there's, there's a lot that uh, people don't recognize that he really sees himself. Um, building AEW, he's here to
1: put people over. Yeah,
2: obviously. I mean, he, he yeah. like behind the scenes, he's not unhappy at all. Um, and I know Brian fans. As a Brian fan, I want to see him doing more. But um, like you know me, like, I
1: want him to be the champion. But like he's here to, but like to help he, talent, he's really trying coat, to sh- do all he's the re- things. Really
2: trying to mold the company and right. shape it. Yeah. Um, and what peanut butter Joshua says? Will Washington? I thought you were white. Sorry, SMH. Um, my last name's Washington. The only white Washington you know is George.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, nah, white, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Sean Roberts says Triple Mania. Pentag- uh, Pentagon Junior became Pentagod. He did. He did. I, I didn't see any of,
3: <laughs> of uh, Triple Mania, but those pictures of him winning and the visuals from it looked amazing. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of great wrestling during the week. Yeah,
2: yeah. Travoris Black says, uh, "I'm here, kind of late, but the punk thing. Why can't he be a grown man and say I effed up and just apologize? Everybody could have moved on from there. I think I, we're past apologies.
3: I, I, I think but, he could apologize, but again, I think that there are more things that happened that he can't just come in and go, you know what? I'm sorry and talk to those guys because it's, mm-hmm. it's. He hasn't really had the opportunity to do it either, um, because he's been gone since it happened. Um, so." It, yeah, I, I just think that it's it's complicated. Yeah, so
2: the I know that the locker room, they feel like you know they feel like they've been embarrassed by CM Punk. That's right. ultimately it, and that they want at the very least some kind of amends made. Um, that and we don't know what that's going to be. Shauna Walensky says, uh, "Hello, my guys. I feel that WWE is missing out on a singles run by Montez. He is a rare find. He reminds me of a 2020s version of The Rock." He's got that it factor and can back it up in the ring. Um, again, uh, I agree that he has all of the elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the right push. When Words yep. from Will says, last one, it just hit me. Watch they're going to call Carmelo up and make him the leader for Hit Row. I don't know if I like it, but uh, no, to me, they have that. to. They have lost the spark. I mean, they are going to add somebody else to Hit Row.
3: They hinted at that on
2: SmackDown.
1: They're teasing I like. it on SmackDown for next week. Yeah, yeah they, but... they're having a triple threat match with Legato Del Fantasma, and they have a mystery.
3: So, are, are they adding that person to the stable or are they just in the triple, the, the six-man match? Um, probably just in, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on who it is. Because I mean, they've been saying online, they're not adding anybody. Uh, yeah. I don't know what that is. But like
2: nothing hit row has been working and uh, they got to do something to turn that ship around fast. And I don't know what it is, but uh, the, it's, it's yeah. real bad for that group right now. And adding the, adding mellow doesn't fix no it. I, I wouldn't add mellow wouldn't no, no whatsoever I, I, not no. the move I wouldn't do that they no. definitely do need somebody with some credibility in the group and I feel like they don't have that right now mm-hmm. uh, and I don't yeah. know who it is on
1: the roster honestly Lee
2: Striggsy, by the way says thoughts on Uncle Howdy possibly being Vincent. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I initially read that as Vince. And I was
1: like, <laughs> no, oh,
2: it's all Vincent. Oh, and I'm like, okay, about Vincent that's... from The Righteous, yeah, No, that, that would be cool if it was Vince, mm-hmm. who's just been like directing Bray this whole time. <laughs> you know, it, it's all
3: ecstatic and it cuts to him in the mask and he just throws out, it, it was, was me. Bray. Oh Bray. my it's God. Me. It's me, Bray. <laughs> the it world was would explode
1: all along. The Bray. internet would melt down if that happened. Yeah, last I would, two I would we got
2: everything. Last two we got to get out of here. Uh, Eloquent says the Hardy boys and Paul Wall are Teflon in the black community. LOL. Definitely. Jeff Hardy, maybe. Um, I like wow. Matt. But, well, I like Matt, but like
3: that rap yesterday. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. I mean, yeah. but I think it was supposed to be bad. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Uh-huh.
2: It was bad. But like. Yeah, I don't know. I like Matt Hardy, though. He actually yeah. uh, responded to my tweet this week um, he and gave MJF his flowers. And that was mm-hmm. really cool. Or not MJF, uh, MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gave yeah, MVP not, his flowers.
3: Not everybody thinks that Paul Wall's Teflon, by the way, Eloquent. I know mm-hmm. quite a few black people that don't like Paul Wall. Um, Graham, Public Enemy Podcast, has very vocally said he does not like Paul Wall.
2: <laughs> so Damn. there you go internet going nuts all right and Tyrone kid says what's up guys so my question is with this new character should Bray wrestle I think if he shouldn't I think if he shouldn't for a while unless it promotes the struggle with himself also I'm a week late but underrated diss tracks are stomp uh go to sleep and what's happening T.I. um um
3: I mean, mean? right now there's no... not wrestle? I mean, what are you going to do with him if he doesn't wrestle? That's what I'm saying. What is this? What's the point of this? I mean, yeah, everything needs to lead to wrestling
2: or you're not building to anything. Um, And I see people talking about in the chat, um, uh, you know, Leo Rush eh, hasn't been back to WWE. What if he joined Hit Row? um he'd bring credibility to it at least but he
1: would but leo could actually fill the position pretty well he's a rapper he's the yeah, yeah. um he has I a gcw know. title match next saturday so that's interesting
3: no they have a partnership remember <laughs> <laughs> um anyway <laughs> folks yeah.
2: Did you have anything, Phil? You had something?
3: No, I was just laughing at people that thought all this partnership stuff with uh, New Japan was weird and Bright Lights Machine Gun basically was like, nah. <laughs> 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 uh,
2: I, I, will, I will say if they picked up like Leo, um, that would be actually really cool. Yeah. And uh, I think he'd give them some credibility. He would.
1: In a way where they'd need it. Uh, and they anyway, could talk go. them into anything. So, yeah, get Leo.
2: Yeah. Anyway, folks, that's it for this edition of Grapsity. Thanks for being here. Um, I'm Will Washington. Philip Lindsey. You can catch him. Phil DL 616. You can catch Righteous Reg down here. He is at Righteous Reg. I'm William RBR. We'll see you next time. Have a great night. Peace.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein,